This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is uh, May 17th, 2020. Uh, tonight's speaker is... MJ, also known as Michael Joseph. How you doing, brother? Oh, man, I'm doing good. I'm a little tired. <clears throat> working hard, working really hard uh, lately in the garden I, and um, in my business as well. Just, uh, I'm just turning the deaf ear. I love what you said before we started the call. Um, if we keep holding up the unclean thought, if we allow our minds to be swept into, you know, whatever narrative that... Um, those that are looking to control us set before our eyes, then uh, when we we allowed it, we ch- we allowed it, we chose it, we chose that that uh, form of debt, death, doubt. We we chose it, uh, but we don't have to choose it. We can uh, hold up the clean thought, and um, like we've been talking about before, you know, understanding um, Yad Hey Vav in the nature of prayer. They don't Doesn't have an it address up? here at this house. Yes, sir. Go oh, ahead, yeah. Jim. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's, I guess that lag a little bit. But what I was going to yeah. say is that, you know, it tells us do as they say, but don't do as they do. And, you know, while you're in the way with them, that way you protect yourself to where you can get out and away from them and they can do what they want to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, look, the leaders of the state, it's it's like if they're setting a narrative before you, it's it's up to you. You you're still the chooser, and it's like like we were saying before when the call started. You know, to believe is one thing, but to believe is not is not the only thing. In fact, it's just the beginning. Uh, you know, it, the scriptures tell us the devils believe and tremble. Believing is nothing really, and we're looking for the knower and the doer. Um, and what does it say? The the blessings in the hand of the doer, and not just the believer. The believer can just believe all he wants and sit on his rear end and do nothing. But yes. you know, we we have to be bold. The scripture says, "Come boldly before the throne of grace," and we have to be bold in our prayer. When we out when we're out there uh, interacting with the um, community at large, I'll say the general public. Um, like the other day, I, I went up to a uh, a home improvement store. I won't name it, but uh, and, and I just parked my truck, jumped out, and there was a cart, you know, right there in the cart rack, and I grabbed it. And there was a there was an employee out there, and he says, "Oh no, brother, you don't want to do that. You don't want to get sick." I said, "Man, give me that cart." And uh, he said, "Wait, oh, you don't want that?" I said, "Look, man, I'm not gonna tell you." I said, "Give me the cart," and you know, he was bewildered that I would, you know, be bold enough to just take this cart and he not allowing him to wipe it down and spray it down and all this other mess. We got stuff at the front door that's all wiped down and sprayed down. And 
hose down or whatever. And uh, yeah. I said, yeah, well, I'm I'm good. And, uh, you know, I walk into the store and I would I would venture to say 80 percent of the people in there had masks on and they're they're uptight. If you even look at them, they don't even want to look up at you anymore. It's like, you know, like they're, they're hoping like they're mad at you. being diminished. <laughs> yeah, it was that. And I think that like. The way I keep it in my mind, Jim, is I think about it like um, I'm going to let my light shine, man. I'm rolling with the Lord. What have I got to be afraid of? And Amen. so I walk tall and I look him in the eye and say, hey, have a good day, brother. I talked to a guy the other day walking in and I didn't know how he was going to be. But uh, this guy had goggles on. He had he had a mask on and he had two pair of gloves on. All right. So I got oh, wow. I, I kicked up a conversation with him coming in the door, and uh, he says to me, he says, he says, brother, I'm 81 years old. I said, wow, man, you know. I said, you just get started, right? He said, yeah. He said, I, I hope to make it over 114. He said, we we live pretty old in our family. I said, why don't you make 150? Then we talk. And uh, so anyway, we kicked it up pretty good. And uh, this guy I didn't know him from Adam's house cat. He turned to me and just by just letting my light shine and not being broke down with it, this guy tells me, he said, listen, I don't know your religion. I don't know where your background is. He said, but Lord bless you, brother. He said, I can tell that you walk with the Lord. He said, Lord bless you. And I said, I'll take that. I accept that. And do you too, brother? Do you know, you know, right? I mean, I know he's there, but the man's 81 years old. You know, I mean, the thing does, it's, it's pretty rough on the elderly, but you know, I'm not going to berate anybody that wants to walk around with the mask on or gloves on. I mean, if that's what, you know, to me, I look at it as a placebo. But if that's what they believe in, then I'm not going to kill their belief just because I think it's nonsense. You know what I mean? I'm, yes. It's just I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it because if the way I view it, Jim, is if I start acquiescing to to all of these. Um, policies it's not even law it's it's just a policy that are being set then i'm holding up the unclean thought i'm saying you know hey maybe this thing does have an address here at my house i just am like Mm-mm, not in my house it don't it can't come live here and I agree. you know that's just what i hold up wherever i go whatever i do it's not coming here you know it's just not amen and, and if uh, they if they get upset i just tell them let's just agree to disagree. I mean, you have, you know, what you understand and know, and I do the same. I said, you believe you have to wear a mask? I'm walking by faith, and I'm doing, as it says, to trust in the Almighty. He's my ever-living strength. And Amen. I, I'm going to do that, and I don't feel that I have to wear a mask. You know, I'm not getting real close to people and coughing in their face or, anything like that i still you know somewhat distance from somebody because it paranoids them and uh and i just leave it at that and and they're okay with that and they go do their thing and then we do what we have to do well before before the, uh we kicked it on live here we were talking and i just today i was telling you a story as i thought maybe the listener might get a kick out of this too but we walked into a bagel shop, and um, a friend of mine and I, we, we were working in the garden all day today, but we got breakfast this morning. We walked into this bagel shop to get 
bagel and a you know cup of coffee. And um, they have a sign on the door saying, you know, only so many people allowed at one time. And uh, we walk in the door, and a guy yells out, "Hey, y'all need to step back out!" And I I, I yelled back at him. I said, you know, first of all, I noticed this guy is handling the food, and he his mask is around his chin. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> so the other thing I noticed is there's nobody standing at the front door wiping down the handle. I mean, if they were so concerned about you know the safety of the public, but you know, I wonder how many people touched that handle that day. Probably thousands, yeah. you know. Yes, sir. And everybody who touches that handle is is intermingling with the thousands that touched that handle that day. And uh, so I said, well, you know, yes, I told the guy, I said, you don't even believe in this COVID stuff. I said, it, and I used a word I won't repeat, but I said it was BS. And I said, if you believed in it, and if you thought that this was real, you'd have that mask so tight around your face you could barely you could barely breathe. And if you really thought it was real, there would be no way in hell that you would be at work here. You know, if there if this if this was a true pandemic, like a black plague style pandemic, where I mean people are literally dead in the street, you've got to come get your dead in a wheelbarrow. You know, I mean that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, then, you know, people wouldn't be going to work. I mean, it would be, that's a pandemic. This is just absurd. This is just like, and and so today we were, I was kicking this around with my, my friend while we were working. And, you know, obviously we all know it's it's a control thing, but yes. it goes a little deeper, man. It really does go a little bit deeper. Um, if you look at just about every generation there's something that happens in every generation that is um it just it it's like if you're if you're sliding down a mountain every generation has this landslide moment where we slide further and further down the mountain uh, i mean i'm going to start with uh kennedy in uh, 63 okay yeah. everybody even when when that happened everybody can remember where they were the emotions they felt it's it's yeah. what it is is MK Ultra. It's it's like um, using trauma based uh, uh, mind control is what it is. Um, and you know what about where were you the day that you saw the video of two planes hitting a building? And, and I I kind of jest I said video and because I think that the video was totally doctored. I don't I don't think planes hit the buildings at all. In fact, as as an engineer, I can tell you I'd be willing to stake my whole Everything I had that those all three of those buildings were brought down with controlled demolition, and I don't even think any of the buildings were hit by airplanes. I think nobody saw them being hit by airplanes except for people that watch TV. And what they can't doctor videos these days—that's easy. So no, I understand. You know, yeah, man. I just—I guess what I'm saying is every generation has something, and here we are now in this generation. But here's the one thing about it. If you if you if you go back to Kennedy and then you come to like nine eleven and let's look at where we are today. Okay, they told you this baboon story about how Kennedy died. I mean you had to believe a magic bullet could actually work if you to believe the official story. That a bullet can actually stop at midair and zigzag and go here and go there and everywhere else. But you had to suspend your intellect to believe the official story. Well, here comes nine eleven. Again, 
if you're a thinking, rational being, there's no way you can believe the official story. It doesn't make any sense at all. If you know anything about construction, you know, the official story is ludicrous. And now here comes uh, this so-called quote-unquote pandemic. And what I'm wondering, and I'm just saying it out loud, Jim, is uh, are they really just testing how weak the rational mind has gotten, how weak the people have gotten? Like, Can they just be pushed right over with a, a gentle breeze now? You know, I mean, it just seems that way. I mean, what do you think? Well, what's going on? I understand what you're saying, brother. See, but Bill Gates and, you know, that Dr. Fauci that's works for the World Health Organization and he, you know, the, the CDC, him and Dr. I think his name Burke or something like that. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is uh, if you check, you'll find out that uh, Bill Gates and Dr. Fauci have a patent on the COVID virus. Mm. Not only that, what they're doing is they're putting the fear into people all over the world. Because I don't know if you go back a few months and, you know, it's out there where he did his talks. And he was talking about, you know, uh, curbing the population. You know what I'm saying? And yes, sir. He, he said the, the, one of the best ways he knows of doing that is through vaccines. Okay. And he he they come up with a new vaccine. You know what nano particles are? Yes, sir. Okay, well, they have a vaccine that they're doing uh, everything they can to get it out there. And that's what they're working towards, is to, to to make it mandatory to try to get the government to make it mandatory, where everyone has to have that vaccine. And they're and like tracers. Once, yeah, once you get it in your body, it's like a tracer. They can tell if you've had it or not. Yeah. And you so can't get you it out either. Door, can, yep. You can never get them out, and uh, they're. What they're putting it in there, they're like you said, you know how they're talking about chipping. Well, yeah. they're going to inject it in you where they know where you're at at all times, but they're also going to put uh, like a tattoo on your arm, like they said, that's encoded, and uh, this is part of that vaccine and stuff. And I'm thinking, nope. Even if no, if I have to stay in my house all the time, I, I'm not going to do it. I mean, and uh, I don't know why they're trying to do that. They're, I guess, to where they're going to have absolute control where you can't eat, you can't work, you can't do nothing unless they allow you to. And if they feel for any reason that that they don't need you or you're a hindrance to what they're doing, I don't know if you know a few years back that that they bought 15,000 guillotines, right? Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, Uncle Sam did do that. And a lot, well, not to get off the subject, but I mean, there's just a lot of stuff there. 
but they're they're really every single day pushing for that vaccine and you know that what is it red red dead is or something like that mm-hmm. don't take it i'm not sure well that's yeah i mean i'm not i don't take any drugs at all already and i certainly am not going to take a a vaccine and i i haven't taken the flu uh you know i just don't do it i mean i told you that that kind of funny joke i told the girl i was allergic to monkey nuts and that was the end of that (laughs) she said well what are you talking about i said well do you know what's in this vaccine this flu vaccine she said no i said you sure there are any monkey nuts in here she said i don't know i said well i'm allergic to that so i can't take it (laughs) (laughs) well uh, you know know, well that's i mean the the rhesus monkey I mean, they tested on them, but they also take the DNA. Well, I've got a thing on the certain, they show the what they put in the vaccines. I mean, mm-hmm. brother, I mean, everything from rat guts to you name it. I mean, there's a list there. I mean, things from lizards. Uh, I mean, oh, man, it's so horrible, and they make i don't know they make it like a soup or something to make the vaccine and then they inject it into people and people wonder why they can't get in touch with the ever living the way they should normally be able to do or to have that sixth sense so to speak or the you know the the being able to speak from person to person just from mind to mind is because right. they're clouding all they're clouding all that up, even like with the water and the fluoride. I mean, they're purposely doing that to us. They're they're living off of our energy and our labor, and they're not telling us. Oh, brother! I mean, I have a yeah, lot exactly. of stuff I can show you. White Wolf and us oh, know I mean, about I, this. Absolutely, and then here's the here's the thing. You know, to to turn it towards the positive now, um, you know, Deuteronomy, Moses tells us, choose, choose you this day. I put before you life and death. I would hope that you would choose life. Um, Amen. But, you know, it's your choice. It's our choice. And it's always been our choice. And, you know, if we choose to allow the narrative to dominate our life that has been set before us by... Um, by men that wish to control us and, and keep us as commercial viable entities for their own uh, pleasure. Uh, well, that's our choice. You know, if we choose to hold up that unclean thought, well, remember, um, even in our ignorance, um, prayer still produces, even though the children of those prayers are desolate in regard to our saving state, they're, they're in the negative, but, you know, so if we continue to hold up the negative before our eyes, then that's what we're going to get. And, you know, just past, um, we've been kind of taking a look at this sort of a segue into, uh, we've been kind of taking a look at the, the great song of Moses. I'll just take a, two verses from the great song of Moses, and I want to take you around the Bible. A couple of verses here and there and show how these things are all connected. Um. And and then, you know, just to lift up, you know, the listener, everyone listening here, to lift us up and to hold 
you know, have the courage to hold up the clean thing that um, that you're walking with the Lord. You and the Lord are a majority, not a minority. You don't need no army. You are the majority, and you don't need to have fear, and, and don't even pay attention to the... I mean, even the scriptures itself at Revelation chapter 12 says that the serpent cast a flood out of his mouth. Well, come on now. What... Waters don't come out of the serpent's mouth. Uh, we're talking about words. We're talking about words, but they're coming out of the mouth of the serpent. So we're talking about lies. Okay, so this is deception. And so don't be fooled. It's like the, the, the scriptures are telling you that time would times would come that the deception would be so thick that, you know, you won't be able to even trust your own senses. You're... You um, like I, this old preacher used to tell me. Um, he said, "If you can't stand when the troops are here on the battlefield, what are you going to do when the tanks show up?" Of course, <laughs> deception is everywhere. It's rampant. We've been mired in it our whole lives. And yes. I mean, if you've even halfway paid attention, you should be, you know, aware that uh, that these watershed moments, like you know, Kennedy and nine eleven, this this COVID thing. It's right. It's full of deception. You don't even listen to your own ears. You shut your two eyes and just think. Go in and start thinking about things. And um, well, in uh, in in the in the great book of Deuteronomy, we're going to go there. We'll go to the Psalms, and then we're going to go one one other place. But uh, let me get it in front of me because I, I want to start where I want to start here. So uh, yeah, so Deuteronomy. We left off chapter 25, uh, Deuteronomy 32, verse 25, last week. And that, that said, the sword without and terror within. All right? The sword is the word. And and so he's saying that they don't know the word, that, that they don't have the living word. They, they, they have a zeal in regard to their belief, but they don't know the living word yet. They haven't. They haven't become the living word because they haven't become the doer. They still have the pom-poms in their hand, and therefore they're, they're subject to any raging wave or strong wind, um, waves and winds being, uh, you know, uh, doctrines and, um, you know, propaganda, that kind of thing. All right, so, uh, so he says, uh, again, in verse 26, he said, I said, this is Yahweh speaking. I would scatter them, them who? Israel. In, in, in a couple of verses before, he called them Good Time Charlie. He called them Jesse Run. All right, Jesse Run. Good Time Charlie. So I said I would scatter them into into the corners, four corners of the earth, let's say. I would make the remembrance of them to cease from among men. I'd like you to think now, instead of thinking about Israel as as a people, Try now to think about Israel as the higher archetypes in God, the the holy seed in God, the the things that are resident in every single one of us. Okay, but we've lost touch with it. It's still there. Uh, it, the holy seed is still there. It's just that we've lost touch with it. We've lost lost touch uh, uh, with those perceptions. We we have um, not exercised them. I mean, you could be born. Um, let's say you were born like, uh, you know, Michael Jordan and you had all sorts of unbelievable God-given talent. Well, he had to exercise it. 
And if he didn't exercise that talent, he wouldn't have made it to where he made it, right? So, uh, you know, the thing is, is that if we choose to to live our life dominated by uh, flesh consciousness through our five senses, well, then those spiritual faculties, they'll, they'll atrophy. It's not that they go away. It's just that we become less and less aware of them. They're still there. So they've been scattered into the corners, and the remembrance of them is, is ceased among men. And and the, so the men are walking around today. Uh, when I say men, mankind, um, almost wholly carnal. Um, and that's all they know. Right? So if you try to have a conversation on a very spiritual level with a lot of people, um, you got to take it easy. You got to go slow because, um, well, anyway, they're not ready to hear certain things. All right. So, were it not that I feared, now this I feared is is a saying. It, God don't fear nothing. All right. So it, it's a it's saying that look, um, let's just read the verse. It said, "Were it not that I feared the wrath of the enemy, lest their adversaries should have themselves should behave themselves strangely." Unless they should say, our hand is high, and the Lord hath not done all this. In other words, the peoples that are setting the narrative in front of the mass, that narrative that they're setting, that unclean idea is a stumbling block. This is the technology that Balaam taught Balak. He said, look, you can't curse Israel. The best you can do is put a stumbling block in front of them. And they have to choose. And if they choose to be cursed, then they bring the cursing on their own head. Well, there's nothing new under the sun. I mean, open your eyes, listener. That's what they're doing. They're putting a narrative in front of you. And right now, it's the so-called quote-unquote uh, uh, pandemic thing that's got about a 0.5 of 1% of 1,000th of 10 billionth of a percent chance of actually killing you. All right. but uh, But... They listen to the the the, um, the boogeyman talk. You'd swear up and down there were men lying dead in the street. All right, and it's just it's just no. And so he says, lest they say our hand is high and the Lord hath not done this. All right, so that's very important. Okay, and you say to yourself, if you're reading this as a novel and in and through it through your emotional body, you're left with this angry God. And and he's angry with this people Israel, and um, he said, "All right, that's it. I'm turning my back on. Let's just see what happens." And but I I challenge you to look at it like this: We're the choosers, and if we choose to hold up the unclean thing, well, according to Yad Vave and the spiritual laws, we're the choosers. We're the we're the creators. We're co-creators in God. When and so. He says, I make good, I make evil. Okay, but it's it's up to us. If we choose the evil, if we choose the unclean thing, well then, that's what's going to come into our world. And uh, he says, look, you're the light on the hill, okay? Don't, don't you know, as the Sunday school song used to say, uh, don't, hide, don't hide your light under a bushel. I'm going to let it shine, remember? It's I'm going to let it shine. Yeah, right? So, um, he says, th- verse 28, For they are a nation void of counsel, neither is there any understanding in them. All right, in this nation thing, um, who's he talking about here? 
Now think about it. He's t- he says, lest their adversaries should behave themselves strangely. All right. As within, so without. And it does us better to look at this from um, our own conscience, and then that way we can we can work to um, to clean up clean up our own houses before we deal with what's going on outside of ourselves. All right, I think so many people are so worried about what's happening out, outside their door that they don't actually do the work to clean their own house up. And uh, so, but so what I'm saying is, what I'm alluding to rather, is that yes, there is an enemy. There is a people that are playing the negative role here. And, and he says, look, um, they're going to sit here and they're going to say, look what we did to these people. We turned them upside down. We got them to jump when we said jump. I mean, they'll do damn near anything we want them to do. And all we have to do is trigger them a little bit and put them in a state of fear, and they'll run and say, just please take care of us. They'll say, well, we'd be happy to take care of you. We're going to have to shear you a little bit, and that'd be fine. And so, look, they are, but who is this nation void of counsel? And there is, there's not any understanding in them. Is is it the wise one than the kosh in the in the garden? I think not. I think it's the uh, is the people that have fallen asleep to to the to the spiritual reality that it is the most real reality that the physical reality is a, is a manifestation of what is in spirit, right? The spirit's more real than the physical, and and so because the people are ignorant of, let's say, Yad Hey Vav Hey, on a very rudimentary level of how to how to pray, how to choose life, how to live under under the shadow of the Almighty, how how to how to say uh, Yad Hey Vav Hey is my re- is my refuge. Okay, um, then. Um, yeah, we could say there's no understanding in them. And he says, oh, that they were wise and they would understand this, that they would consider their latter end. And then what it came for is verse 30, and then we'll we'll hush up a minute and we'll go to another chapter. He said, how should one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight, except their rock has sold them and the Lord has shut them up? All right, so... In other words, if the Lord here is in all caps, it's Yad-Heh-Vav-Heh. Look, if we're going to hold up the unclean thought, if we're going to hold up negativism, and we're going to stay in a very uh, low uh, frequency of fear, uh, greed, lust, then we're going to bring all that into our world. And um, and the Lord... Uh, uh, Yah is going to um, through the through the Holy Spirit. God as the Holy Spirit, if you will, is going to birth all of these things in our world, and um, that's just the way the law works. I mean, if if I put my hand on a hot stove, I can you know it's gonna, I'm going to get burnt. That's how the law works, and it doesn't matter if I'm ignorant of it. Or if I have all knowledge of it, uh, it's it's still going to work. And so now I'm going to jump off. We're going to jump out of there. And we're going to go over to Psalm 91 and show how this is all connected. 
He says here in verse 1, 91, 1, uh, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, that's El Elyon, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, El Shaddai. I will say of the Lord, Yahweh, He is my refuge, my fortress, my Elohim. In Him will I trust. You might even say my king, where it says my Elohim, the chief Elohim is what we're talking about, my king. All right? Okay, surely he will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Now, how's he going to do that? Is he going to do that by you just sitting around going, yeah, you know, I'm going to just accept all this negative stuff, and the Lord's going to do what the Lord's going to do. But I'm going to hold up this negative stuff, and, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, I get taken care of. Well, that's a double-minded man. James tells us a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And he says, don't think for one second that you're going to get anything from the Lord if you're double-minded. Go check me out. Go check out the book of James and see what it says about people that are double-minded. All right, but let's go on a step ahead here uh, to verse 6. He says, he says, all these things, like the pestilence that walks in darkness, in ignorance, and the destruction that wasteth at noonday. He says, look, a thousand shall fall on thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh unto thee. And remember we just read about how, he says, how should one put a thousand to flight and, you know, uh, two put ten thousand to flight? Go and look at your um, your average town, your average city. Go, go check out the size of the police force there, and you tell me if one doesn't put ten thousand to flight. All right, <laughs> look, I'm scared to death. All right, so you look at a city that's about 160,000. They got about 15 police officers. I guarantee. Yeah. All right. So he says, but look. They don't have to come to your door. Psalm 91 says, it's my refuge, my fortress. I'm not going to hold up the unclean thing. Look, while they set the narrative in front of your eyes via the TV and the radio, right, the Internet, whatever, your your cell phones, whatever device they can get it pumped into you, um, you don't have to accept it. You can actually turn those devices off, believe it or not. You know, you don't even have to look at them if you don't want to. And... And uh, uh, it doesn't have to enter into your consciousness. If it does, briefly, you could touch on it, and you just cancel it. Nah, that doesn't have any place with me. I'm getting on down the road. What was I doing again? You know, right? And Okay, so, but he who holds up the, the clean thing, then, then that one abides in the shadow of the Almighty. Okay, El Shaddai is going to... Uh, be uh, pleased to give you your your heart's desire. And uh, he says, only, verse 8, only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Now, reward, it kind of sounds like it's, it's a, here it's, the word is kind of like an ancient English use of the word uh, reward. It, it's kind of like saying the result of their wickedness. All right. So, Yes. You just you just keep staying righteous, keep doing the right thing, hold up the clean thought, walk in walk in peace with your brethren if you can, and you know you're going to see how people that live um, 
in darkness and great darkness they um and and even the people that know what they're doing and setting the narrative just watch and see how how um like revelation tells us that when the the serpent cast out this flood at to chase the woman the woman of course is your soul but it's also the true church we're talking about not a church in um, bricks and sticks and this kind of thing stone we're talking about the the living ecclesia and and yes the serpent is casting out a um lies upon lies to to chase this woman down and and uh get her to to acquiesce to bow a knee okay to to agree to the uh to the control uh system be it uh, re- religious control or um statecraft all right so but why why are why are the righteous um why are they protected? And let's just read verse 9. It says, Because thou hast made Yahweh the Lord, thy refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. Okay, So he's saying that in the capacity, God in capacity as king is your refuge. But the Most High, this is the all, the all in all. The it's it's a it's a bit it's a it's a more broad understanding of the Godhead. It is it's looking at the plant and saying that plant's just as much God as I am. That apple is just as much God as I am. If it's not, then where'd it come from? All right, then you got a problem now. If you say if it's not, then well, we have another creator then, okay? That's what that's what you're left with if the apple is not just as much God as you are. You say, well, the apple doesn't have consciousness. How do you know? The tree doesn't have consciousness. How do you know? It's a living thing. It's It exists in this realm understood by spirit. If it didn't, it wouldn't exist. Amen. All right? So uh, he says, and this is what we came for. This is uh, verse 10. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh unto thy dwelling. Okay? Why? 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 For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Now, here's the beautiful thing. When you're walking in the shadow of the Almighty, you're walking under the administration of angels. And for the for the um, the the those good thoughts which come into your head, where have you ever asked yourself, where are they coming from? You know, where'd that come from? Why do I have this thought all of a sudden to do good for somebody? All right, you're mm-hmm. under the administration of angels. God has placed you under the administration of His angels. And uh, all right, and I look to the intrepid uh, student that wants to go further into that. Go check out Romans chapter eight, verse fourteen. And um, read on. All right. So, uh, and what does he say? They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. All right. So, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Like, if you're, you could be right in the center of the hurricane. You're fine. The world could be just, you know, a thousand on one hand and ten thousand on the other. You're fine. Sure. The world is, you know, just. You do the good that comes to you, okay? The the angels that come to you do that good, and uh, I'll, I'll just go there. Um, Romans chapter eight verse fourteen, because that's the whole reason, really, why why the 
while we're going through this is that so you guys can can see in in 14 is uh he says i'll i'll back up and to verse 12 romans chapter 8 verse 12 therefore brethren we are debtors not to the flesh uh, to live after the flesh no we don't do that we don't do we don't live after the flesh we don't live according to our five senses and we're not debtors to the flesh he says for if we live after the flesh we said you're going to die because the flesh is going to die and he says you know in other words if all we see is through our five senses there's no way to quicken the flesh okay but if you if you live through the spirit and you do mortify the deeds of the body you shall live and in other words all right if we think that we're going to take uh, i'm just going to take a very rudimentary example but if we think we're going to take a bunch of vitamins and this body's going to live and live and live then you're nuts all right you may you may have a little bit of health and you may um, enjoy it for a season all right but if you really want to like if you're after the road to transfiguration that's done through the spirit and the spirit has the power to quicken this body and it doesn't need jack crap to quicken this body it doesn't need vitamin d a c whatever it doesn't need any of that all right so uh what i'm saying is is that it, that's what it means by we do mortify the deeds of the body you shall live he says for as many for as many um, as are led by the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God is the Holy Spirit, all right, ye are the sons of God, all right? For ye have, ye did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. Therefore we cry out, Father, all right, again, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. All right, so now when you when you read that, that's that's what the whole thing about what I'm trying to get to tonight. I guess uh, I, when I say I'm trying to do it, uh, what I'm what I'm trying to do tonight is just let the spirit take me to where these things, you know, are are in the, in the scriptures, but. I had no idea what we were going to talk about tonight until about five minutes before the call happened, and Jim said something, and I said, "Aha, that's where we're going." And and well, the spirit of bondage and fear. Well, if if we come to know how to pray, we come to know you know um, Yadhe Vavhe, and we come to know how to dwell in in the in the shadow of El Shaddai. Well, that's where we should stay. I mean, we why you know, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, all right. Now I want to take a quick trip over here to Isaiah, and I want to read something. And at first, it's going to sound strange, but I'm I'm reading it for a particular purpose. Again, if you listen to this and you hear an angry God then just hold on and we'll get there all right so so um so basically the gist of setup here is um isaiah is receiving a commission and and here at verse four six four it says then the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried and the house was filled with smoke now i challenge 
the intrepid student to go take apart that verse, Isaiah 6, 4, and you will find that this, the posts of the door moved is a um, Hebrewism. And it, and it means that the covenant has been um, not kept. Okay, so uh, when, when a covenant was going to be made um, in, in ancient times, an animal would, uh, blood would have to be spilled. And what would happen is, is there was a trough at the front door, and they would spill the blood at the front door. And, and here's the thing. Um, uh, by the way, that's why they have the ancient custom of picking up the bride and stepping across the threshold. Because if you step in the blood at the threshold, you annul the covenant. So when he says the posts of the door have moved, and, and in other words, what he's saying is, you go to Psalms chapter 2 and you'll see what's happening. He said, why do the people imagine a vain thing? And the kings of the earth take counsel against yad heh and against his anointed. Okay? So this is what he's saying. The posts of the door have moved. They're, they're looking at the covenant, and they're saying, we're going to throw that off now. We're going to do it our way. All right? And so what's going to happen? And so what does Isaiah say? He said, woe is me. For I am undone, I am, I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. And I have seen the king, the Lord of hosts, Yahweh Sabaoth. All right? Well, we're talking about a state here where, um, uh, how do we say it, like uh, the what Neville Goddard calls where, where the promise comes. Um, where you the the body instantly puts on immortality, uh, the what the New Testament calls transfiguration. All right, and and the question next next comes forth: Who's going to go for us? All right, so that he says, and I I'm going to skip ahead to verse eight. He says, by the way, when that happens, verse seven, I'll read that, and he and and flew the seraphim unto me, you know, from the throne room, having a live coal in his hand. He touched it, you know, took, took this live coal from the tongs of the altar and touched his lips. And and he says, thy iniquity is taken away and thy sin is purged. All right, so clearly, all right, if, if anybody takes a live coal from anywhere and touches your lips, you're going to be burnt to it. <laughs> Come on. All right, but we're talking about something else here, right? So, here he's put on a different body, right? And <clears throat> he's put on immortality. And, you know, in Romans chapter 8, verse 32, it says, Who shall lay any charge against God's elect? It's God that justifies. It's God that sanctifieth. All right? And so who is anybody to say, hey, you know, what about this guy's acts? Well, deal with your own acts. All right? Because he says, I put before you in Deuteronomy life and death. And that's the whole nexus of what we're talking about here. We, it's good to believe, it's better to know, and it's even better to do. All right, so, as he says, uh, um, he says, now look, who's going, who shall I send and who shall go for us? That was the, the saying from the, from the throne room. Who, who, who's going to go for us? Remember, let us make man in our image, right? 
And who's going to go for us and, and teach the real truth? Who's going to do it? And he said, go. And then he said, go and tell this people, hear ye indeed, but understand not. And see ye indeed, but you don't perceive. Now, I'm going to tell you. Like, for instance, um, I was picking apart this movie the other day with this uh, young lady, um, uh, The Truman Show. Um, I guess it's, uh, I don't know how many years. It's got to be at least 10, 15 years old now, The Truman Show. But when you really come to see what this movie is telling you, depending on where you are in your consciousness and where you are in your walk, you will see that movie in a myriad of different ways. But as your consciousness r- rises, you will begin to see that this movie is actually about about you. You're the true man, and each one of these players in in the uh, in the movie are different aspects of, say, your ego, uh, your um, your emotions, like his wife, the unchecked emotion. All right, and like so, what they're saying, what they're showing you in the ho- in Hollywood, in many instances. Now, by the way, I'm not saying not in all, but in many instances, they're showing you um, see and hear ye indeed, but you don't understand. They're showing it to you in different symbols, and they're in it's in the music. Hell, it's everywhere you look. In fact, if if it did not um, conform to that original fractal, they couldn't sell it to you. It doesn't touch you. It doesn't move you. Uh, it'd be hard to sell it to you, indeed. All right, he says, now look, verse 10. Make the heart of this people fat and make their ears heavy and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and convert and be healed. All right, so a lot of people read that verse and they're like, ah, clearly, clearly uh, Yah is pretty upset, all right? Because he just told the prophet here, your commission is to go down there, and I want you to make make their make their heart fat. In other words, you get them so lazy and so uh, set in their hedonistic ways, they they're not going to be able to tell what's up from down. All right, they got to have no spine. They're not going to make any stand for anything because they don't want to, you know, they don't want to challenge their cushy jobs and uh, and their their chariots, you know, and they're nice, fancy houses, all right? So you make them good and fat, and that way it's going to close their eyes and shut their, shut their ears and all this, that, and the other. But look, that's not what I came for. Now, this is what he says here. He says, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and convert and be healed. All right, so there's, there's a part of this is in the equation here. It, we have to understand with our heart. All right, so I went to chasing that down um, right before the show, the show, right before this call. Sorry about that. All right, it's Hebrew word, the show, Hebrew word 3824. And go check me out. It's Hebrew word 3824. Uh, la, labab, or labab, not sure how to pronounce it. All right, but if, if you look at that, um, it, it says it's from Hebrew word 3823, the heart as in the most interior organ. All right. Uh, it has to do with um, courage, being courageous, being tenderhearted, um, that kind of thing. And it has to do with understanding. But let's look at uh, 3823 because 
You start chasing it to its roots, and that's where the truth is made known. All right, so in the positive sense, it means to properly being closed as if with fat. So now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's, it doesn't seem so angry anymore now. He said, make the heart of this people fat. So to properly enclose, by implication, um, so he says, well, let me, just, let me just go further. So that is, in a good sense, to be transported with love. All right, so this, that's the really interesting thing, is that he's given us the formula here. He's saying, look, when we, when we, I know I've, Gary taught it, and, and I teach it in kind of a very rudimentary way, but he, when he says, lest, lest they, you know, they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart, all right, so here with the heart, we're now going to couple the heart with the uh, with the objective mind, and and what we're going to do is we're going to do it in love because that's the way that's the way that we're healed. That's the way that we hold up the clean thing, the clean thought, the clean desire. And and remember, we read about how if we if we stay there, if that's where we walk and we stay then he would give his angels administration over our lives so that we would we would have those good ideas, those good desires that would come to us for our good and our very good. All right. And and so he says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Well that's right. We we're walking right now through a very dry, barren land. If you want to think about it as in 40, 40 uh, years in the desert, well, that's where we are right now. But it doesn't mean that that's where, uh, say so that's where we are. That's where, you know. Let me see uh, if I can unmute it. I'm sorry. Am, am I good? No, I apologize for that. Uh, somehow, uh, let me mute it, brother, for a minute. Okay. Uh, Okay. Okay. Well, I assume that it, you guys can hear me. Uh, so you know this the the old parable about how they went out into the desert for forty years. So we're in a uh, a dry, waste place. That's why he said, "Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil." Uh, and because see, he he says, "Lest they." You know, lest they see with their eyes and and they hear with their ears and understand with their heart. And then he says, and then what would happen? They would be converted and be healed. So I mean, our saving state is that which we pray for um, in in the shadow of El Shaddai, um, Yad Hey Vav. You know, I am um, the first Hey is I am that. And and we are um, we're saying in the spirit, I am that, even though that's not our uh, our existing state. But we are trusting and having faith in the spirit that that's going to manifest. So that's the the hay, and then here comes the valve. That's the Holy Spirit. 
that's that strong desire that uh, that's the 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 joinder of the heart here that we were reading about in Isaiah six ten that that uh, mutual benefit in service and in love to each other for for our mutual good All right and and then he says and they would be healed why because well first John chapter three verse nine tells us that which is born of God cannot sin. Okay, because his seed remaineth in him. Okay, so that which is born of God cannot sin. Well, if we if we put the prayer in with love through the heart, middle subconscious mind, then um, um, that w- it's being born. It's the last hay. It's being born of the Holy Spirit. That's what it means to be in the shadow of the Almighty. All right, and so. We continue on in here in, in Isaiah chapter 6. I want you to read here. It, it basically, I'm not going to read 11 and 12 because a lot of people will hear this and, and they'll get swept swept away. Their mind will get swept away, but I'll go to 13. He says, he's basically saying in 11 and 12, you know, how long is it going to be? How long we got to wait for this fastation to be over? And he says, it's going to be... A, it's going to, until everything's utterly desolate and there's a great forsaking in the land. But think about it. Before you came to know these things, wasn't there like this desolation in the land? I mean, uh, it's like we were eating the hog slop of um, whatever preacher or um, you know president or vice president or whatever who wanted to serve it up to us. And we were like, oh, yeah, yeah, it must be the way it is. Okay. That's just hog slop. We don't have to eat that. We don't have to believe that. We don't have to hold that unclean thing up. We can go into our prayer room, and and he says, because look at look at verse thirteen. That's that's the beauty. Thirteen ties it all together. He said, but it shall be for a tenth, and it shall return. A tenth is a tithe, right? A tithe. This is the true tithe. This is the true tithe, to tithe in prayer Godward. This is the true tithe. they got to do with money. And it shall return, and it shall be eaten as a teal tree and as an oak whose substance is in them when they cast their leaves, so the holy seed shall be the substance thereof. Okay, that's what I was trying to say before at the very beginning, how if you look at Israel in Deuteronomy as the... Uh, the higher archetypes in God, as in you know, being, love, that kind of thing, uh, manifesting, uh, that kind of thing. Um, if you look at Israel like that, then we can see that that it it's never left. It's it, the holy seed is is always been there. It's the substance that has always been there. If you you want to think of it as like breadcrumbs that lead your way back home, it's always there. All right. And uh, because, and and the beauty of it is, it's, it's the tenth, and and so as within, so without. The scriptures tells us in every generation that he left a tenth in every generation. He said because if he didn't, then this place would have become as Sodom and Gomorrah. All right, so that's the beautiful thing is that we're promised in the Word that the living Word would always be with us, that even if we gotten to the point when I say we as in mankind that we just forgot it. We we had no idea it even exists and we had no inclination to even pursue it. 
Um, maybe, maybe because uh, you know pastors have used it to to control us to the point where it even makes us sick to read it. There's a, there are a number of different reasons, but he says, "Look, I'm leaving a tenth in every generation so that it, it's preserved. There's a way back home, and uh, and that's the beautiful thing is that at first." When you open up your scriptures and you read them, it seems confusing. It's like, Jesus, book, could they have made a harder riddle to crack, you know? And uh, But the more you read, the more you seek, uh, the more your eyes are opened, uh, then it becomes incredibly beautiful and incredibly simplistic. What was once um, very difficult to understand becomes very easy to understand and very simple. Uh, so, hey, man, uh, I'm coming off my soapbox, Jim. I just wanted to share this. Uh, I wanted to just really put it out there, Jim, that uh, fear not. I mean, we just we have so much negative stuff, but just you have to contend for the faith. Remember what Jude told us in uh, verse 4, that we have to contend for the faith that was once given to the saints. And, uh, yeah, man. Can you hear me, brother? I sure can. Go ahead, Jim. Okay, no. Earlier, I didn't mean to stop you, but I, earlier I was on there and somehow I got knocked off. It says that okay. they dis, they disconnected me. Not not The call's still going on, but uh, on my end, they said oh, okay. some, somebody must have been fooling with it from the other end. But it still says no audio detected, but I have audio. Yeah, I can hear you, you know? loud and clear. You're good to go. Yeah. Okay, but that's what I wanted to find out to make sure. Okay, brother. Uh, well, what do you think, man? What do you think, Jim? It's just, uh, I mean, I know we kind of went through the scriptures a little bit, but I really just, I mean, I, I don't generally go through the scriptures like this, you know, because uh, I know that a lot of people have been beat over the head by them, and they, they just have gotten to a point where they're, they don't want to hear them anymore, and I can appreciate it. I really can appreciate it, but there's such gold there, you know. If you dig just a little deeper, there's just such a treasure there, you know. Yes, sir, brother. Uh, you know, I believe it was ordered by the Creator because the I don't believe in chances or coincidences. There's a reason for everything under the sun, the scripture says in Ecclesiastes. So yes, uh, there's a reason for it. And I'm, you know, I'm thankful too. But I mean, that's how we, you know, we learn. I mean, and as you go on along with what you're, you've put together, at the same time, you're backing it up with scripture. And people can't refute that because it's there, you know. So that's, that's like right. a, a double blessing, you know. And we think I'm you know, thankful when, for when, that. When you were just saying that, what popped into my mind was Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 12. I'll read it to you. Listen to this. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he, he still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he gave good heed and sought out and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find out acceptable words. And that which was written was upright, even the words of truth. The words of the wise 
are as goads and as nails avob fastened by the masters of assemblies which are given from one shepherd well we we know our shepherd and listen you know how like like it says see you remember the scripture that says my sheep hear my voice well amen yeah then there's another voice out there talking today and and you know do you are we listening to it i hope not I hope that we we hear that inner voice, that inner voice within the center of ourselves. My sheep hear my voice, and he says of another voice, they ain't gonna listen to that. Amen. They know the shepherd. They know the good shepherd. He says, and further by these, my son, be admonished of of making many books. There is no end, and much study is a weariness to the flesh. And let us let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. I'm going to say it like it should be written. Revere God, Yadhe Keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So we can't, first of all, the Creator, is if we understand Yadhe what do you say? He says, those who take my name in vain, there is instant judgment. Because we're bringing it on our own heads. We're the ones who are cursing ourselves when we hold up the unclean thought. It, yes, it, it, it's we're choosing, we're choosing to ask the Holy Spirit to create this negative thing in our life. That's why he said, look, I'm putting before you good and evil, uh, life and death. Please choose life. Please choose the good. You know? <laughs> Amen. And he says, every idle word that we speak, we're going to have to give an account for in the day of judgment thereof. And the day of judgment, people think it's off a million years from now or whatever. It's not. Right. Today, today is the day. And now is the time. We're being judged every second, every minute, every hour of the day. Because that's, the judgment is now, today is the day, and now is the time. It's not off in the future, and it's, you know, it, 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 it's, it's now. Because if we had to wait for some other time, none of us would ever make it in. What, what I say making it in, but I'm just saying that, we would be in constant uh, upheaval, and it can't be. We we that's why he tells us, you know, that if that we have to repent. Repent means whatever direction we're going in or whatever we're saying and doing, we got to stop and think about it. Turn around 180 degrees, go back, think about what we've done, make it right, then proceed forward. We got to get. Amen. You know, we've got it in, we have to get it in check. And that's what the the divine is letting us know. He's in us. And he's leading, guiding us. He's a lamp under our feet and a light under our path. And that's why we have to do what we do. Everybody says, why do we have to repent all the time? Repent means just stop what you're doing and think about it and go in a different direction. If you're going... You know what I'm saying? Don't just keep yes, going because there, there might be a cliff down the road that you don't see. 
and you might be in the dark and you just walk right off that cliff and he's been telling you from the very beginning hey take it easy slow down think about what you're doing and you know make sure you're walking on that right path you know I know it's a figure of speech or a metaphor but uh, that I mean we have to constantly check ourselves and you know that's why it says not you know we have to know and understand and do it because if we don't know we don't know to which, which direction we're going in because if we if we don't get things you know he says he'll give us every desire of our heart and you know some of the desires of our heart are not good for us i mean some are you know uh, you know how mankind as he gets off well i want this i want two of those five of those you know and that's not what it's about but i'm just saying that that divine creator says seek ye first the kingdom of good and all its goodness or righteousness then all of this will be added unto you he didn't say you couldn't have it he said if but if we put him first in all things then all this stuff will be added unto us what the father sees good for us that that is good that is honest and it has a good report he's not he's like he said if you ask for what was it a uh, uh, bread you think he's going to give you a stone he's not going to give us a stone unless we ask for it I mean we ask him for bread he's not going to give us a stone he's going to give us the very best of the best but the way man has been programmed for centuries man looks at himself as worthless don't know anything forever trying to achieve his goals when it tells us let go and let God let us be led by that divine intuition or the divine creator within us but see they've got us to where we don't listen to that voice hardly anymore because they're bombarding us with the TVs the telephones the radios like you were saying earlier Michael and uh, people don't have time for God anymore that's that's what the systems doing to mankind it's time yeah, that like we that. and the divine creator says that nevertheless he has somewhat against us and it's not really that he has anything against us it's just that he can't bless us and honor us if we're not doing what was set forth from the beginning and the, the, they use it as a scenario he says well why what do you have against us he says because thou hast forgotten thy first love mm. our first love is that divine eternal creator that created us in the beginning with him yes. we're all always were and always will be but he gave us a chance to 
manifest his perfect divine will in a three-dimensional paradigm to where we can see the actual fruits of the Spirit and the divine workings and hands of the Creator. Seeing it manifest before our eyes. But man even messed that up. Man's wanting to usurp authority over man and he's trying to kill off man because the, some people think they're greater than others. When we're all one and the same, like I said a couple times before, a couple calls back, we're all one, but from our each perspective out there, and as well as mine, we're seeing ourselves individualized when that's not the case. We're all one. That's why I said, love your neighbor as yourself, because your neighbor is yourself. You're just seeing the persona of that other person, of something that is in you that you have to work on to correct, to be perfect as he is perfect. We're seeing all these people out there, and the people we come across, meet, and talk to, we're trying to save them and this and that. I say trying to save. We can't save anybody. But we're speaking the good news. You know, and, and the scripture talks about the day of visitation. and Or be holy in all conversation. We might be entertaining angels unaware. That angel is you, me, and everyone else. We're messengers of the Almighty. We're the mouthpieces. Even though we're all one, whether it be my wife, my children, or whoever, when I see something in them, in them that I don't like or I feel that they should correct, it's really re that it's that mirror reflecting back to me, even though it's in the persona of my wife or my children or someone else, of something that I have to work on within myself to correct that where I can stand and be perfect as that almighty divine creator is perfect. Remember it, remember it says that we look into a mirror darkly. We see what manner of man we are. We see that we are that divine creator. We're part of it. But we're him in manifestation. Acting out his perfect divine will. But at the same time, all these things that man is not correcting to make to work for the good, good and very good, because, I mean, that's what the scripture says. Everything that he created was good, good and very good. How of all of a sudden, over these centuries, it got bad, bad and very bad. And it tells us in the book of Genesis, the reason all this comes upon man or mankind is because the thoughts of his heart was evil continuously. Not that we can't change it and be that true son or like Michael said a couple calls back about the prodigal son. We want to get out there and do our thing and wing our thing. But, you know, that's not what it's about. It's doing that perfect divine will of the ever-living. We think that this body is us. In reality it's not. 
we just see in that preconceived idea of an individualized person in this body. Even though we're in this body, this house, like he calls it, he dwells in a temple not made with hands. He made this temple. And we have to, you know, keep it holy and above reproach. We need to keep it swept out, you know. And he tells us to meditate. Meditate means to think about it. Think about, he says, meditate on my word. Day and night, keep it continually before thine eyes. And that's what we do, but we don't, I mean, I do my very best to do it 24-7, 365 days a year. But at the same time, we're in this world, but we're not of it, and we still have to tend to certain things out there. But, uh, you know, there's just so much there. And when we do speak something, we could boldly go to the throne of grace. You know, we don't have to go up there or, or bow down on our knees and, you know, go to God and say, oh, God, you know. He said, I can boldly walk up just like I would do my dad. I don't crawl on my knees and beg him. I just walk up and say, hey, dad, you know, I need your help. Can you help me? Yes. Yeah, so what do you need? Same thing with the father. That's what that's that's the way it is. We shouldn't look at God as something that's afar off from us when he he's the very uh, life of us. We we put on a persona, but it's actually the divine creator within. That's why he said the kingdom of heaven or blessing or good is within us because that's him or it you know it's a male female principle but i'm just saying a positive negative whatever you want to call it that it's within us that's why he tells us we have to go within because that's where it's all out as within, so without. Because what we what we have inside is going to project on the outside. Where you know where it's like that bushel, hide it under a bushel. You no, know, I'm going to let it shine. That's and right. it does shine. It does shine. And we are known by our fruits because of what we speak. Because out of the heart. The middle subconscious mind, the mouth speaks. And people speak out certain things. They said, oh, I was just mad and I said that. No, that's what was really truly in your heart. You wouldn't have spoken out. Everybody tries to cover things up and we don't have to. We can't hide none of it. It's, it's, it's an open book before the Creator. And that book of remembrance is... It's within us. It's our subconscious mind. It remembers everything. It picks up things that we don't, the conscious mind don't even, uh, you know, pick up. Well, I mean, it's conscious, but I'm just saying, the it uh, 
it picks up everything. It can hear the train down the street, the car going down the road, people talking across the street. But our focus is on just certain things. But it's picking up everything. It's, it's the book of remembrance. And we, we just need to, and after we've done everything we could do to stand, he tells us, just stand, just stand there. Hold on to your most holy faith, your, your, your belief, the truth of knowing, because that's what's going to endure. And like in the book of Thomas, it says, when thought and feeling become one, or when you join them together, your desire of what you want, coupled with you feeling the feeling of already having it, and being that or whatever the case may be, and you just stand and hold on to that, it will literally manifest. It may take one second, one hour, one day, one week. It might be one year. Because the good that you're seeking and searching, it's, it's rushing to you. But it takes a process to get you in that place in that area or that state of mind to where you can receive it where you know that it that it came from the ever living that it manifested because he's the one that does the works and that that way no man can boast and say look what I did you know I did this no we didn't we have a tendency of doing that but it's not us it's the it's the Father within. That's why even in the analogy of Jesus saying, I can do nothing of myself except what I see the Father do. And it's just a great and mighty thing. And uh, I appreciate you letting me say that, brother. I mean, it's, it's it was kind of on my heart a little bit. And I'm oh, talking... the truth, man. That's the truth. When I when I'm talking to everybody out there, I'm actually talking to myself and reinforcing it within myself because you know I I, I believe it I really believe it and I do my very best to apply and do it. But well, you spoke brother, the truth tonight, brother. That's 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 uh, a powerful powerful what came out. That's uh. I hope that the listeners that come and hear this, um, I mean, that's that they can receive it because that's that's the truth. Amen. What you brought forward tonight, I had to have it on the mute. I mean, because brother, it it, it it's a great and wonderful thing when it opens up within you and you feel that fire within you, just like whoo, just well up inside you. Oh, Mahashamahashiamahai. Oh, man, I'm telling you, that's why I have to put it on mute. Because just even put my mind on it, it's there, brother. It just it just radiates. And uh, I find that, like, you, no, go ahead. It, it's no, just, go ahead, Jim. It's just a. You go ahead, brother. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just, yeah, man. I just. I just find that when I'm in meditative prayer like that and I, and I sit in it, if I, you know, 
being true, you know, and righteous to the prayer is to say, I'm going to sit in, I'm going to sit in um, these six days of creation. It's not literally, you know, six literal days. These are just six stages that you're going through um, in the creative act of prayer. And if you've got to sit in that prayer for hours, maybe even days, you know, um, then that's what you do. But when it comes, the more that you do it, the more that you're true to it, um, um, it, 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 it's like anything else. I mean, you know, it took a while before I learned how to ride a bike, but once I learned how to ride, I can get on a bike anytime I want and ride a bike, you know? And, Amen. and so that feeling of peace that comes over you, you, you become more aware of it, whatever it is in you that, cause everybody's different how it's confirmed, but, um, you become aware of it when you're, when you're true to it. And, um, I find that when I'm high up on the mountaintop, so to speak, in the, you know the analogy of prayer, man, you get to a point where you know it, and you know that you can command the blessing, and um, because you have full confidence there, once you reach that point that he told Queen Esther, Queen Esther's my soul, it's your soul. He said, "Look, I'll give you up to half the kingdom, it's yours," and. He told the Zadok, the righteous, the saints, he said, uh, don't give them any inheritance. I am their inheritance. So, you know. <laughs> Amen. That's everything. All right. Yes. That's <laughs> and so, uh, to, go, yeah. to go along with what you were saying too, brother, about the, I know you were talking about the different stages, you know, of creation. You know, uh, uh, you know, when the creator, uh, he, he you know, when he created the animals and everything, and then he says, he came to man. He said he brought his creation to the man, Adam, right, which is earthy, to see what he would call it. And whatever we call it, whether it be good or bad, whether in prayer or not, even just, that's why he tells us not to foolish chest. Don't joke around. Because he don't take it that way. Every single, every idle word you speak, you're going to have to give an account thereof. You put it into verbalization. That vibration's gone out. That is the word of life and the word of the living creator. Verbalized out of this three-dimensional temple or body. Have you ever wondered why he brought it to Adam to see what he would call it? Because we, we are the most prized possession of all creation. We're just like he is in every sense of the word. Otherwise, you cannot be a son or daughter of the ever-living. We have the intelligence. We're able to praise Him, glorify Him. We weep. We do a, so many things to show our reverence to the ooh, Hamashiach, to the Almighty ever-living. You know what I'm saying? 
Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, he uh, when I when I see that he brought he 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 dwells in us, which I know everyone knows that, but whatever we called it or or call it now, it becomes whether like you were saying earlier, Michael, whether it be good or whether it be bad and the same in actions that's why we that's why we have to know we have to study to show ourselves approved a workman rightly grouping together the truth a little here a little there everywhere the truth or the good news because that's where that's what's going to make us stand and be perfect in the sight of the almighty even though he's in us through us and everything but we have to become that perfect man. We're, th this is like going through a school in a way. And you say, well, I don't mind going through the school, but man, I don't like the shortcomings or the shortfalls of it. <laughs> but, those <are> the <laughs> but those are the battlefields of our own making, whether we, whether we spoke it out or thought it. Because the scripture says if you thought it, you might as well have done it. Because mm -hmm. thought and verbalization, it doesn't matter. You, you put it out there. That's why it tells us in the book of Thomas, when thought and feeling agree, whatever desire you have or thought you have, and you put it with feeling, you know, not, and you don't have to use your words. You just use your heart. That feeling comes from the emotion, the, that part of it. And that the thought, which is the same as speaking, you have to think it before you can speak it anyway. And when they agree in this, in this one house, like it says, then you can tell the mountain, which... It could be anything. It could, it could be cancer, lack of funds. It could be whatever that mountain is. You could say mountain move away. And the scripture says it literally has to obey you. But see, the churches they and the preachers and them don't tell you that. I don't think they know that themselves. Because when you go back, Constantine, when they put the book together, what we call the Bible... They purposely left those out so that we would not know. All it says in there, they changed it. They said, ask and you shall receive. But they didn't tell you how to ask to where you could receive. It says to be, to be enveloped by your, what you desire and asking. And be surrounded by your answered prayer as, as if you already have it. Not that you're gone, going to get it, but that you already have it the moment you spoke it and thought it. In actuality, it's already yours. He said, while you're yet asking, the answer is already on the way. I mean, there's so many scriptures in there that tells you 
Because God don't have to wait for nothing. He is everything. And everything that will ever be. But he's teaching us to get the good news and the good sense of what he's saying to where we can be him in the earth. And as, even when we transition and we go onward and upward from power to power or glory to glory, that we can become the fullness of that divine creator. And have our abode with him. Amen. And I, I'm just so blessed. I'm sorry, brother. I, sometimes it just comes out without me even thinking about it. And, Amen. It's uh, great. And, Preach uh, on, preacher. It sounds good, man. Well, well, the things that you've, the things that you've said. I mean, it, it touched my heart. I mean, you know. And when you mentioned that, I just had to say something about that. You know, because it's it's really all about us and that divine within us. That's what everything's really all about. There's nothing else beyond that. Woman. Yeah. We're the woman. We're the woman in the analogy. Hey, oh, mahashika. Yes, ariyakashi. Yes, so, brother. Woo, glory. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, those words are true. It's always brother. been. Amen. <laughs> hey, yes. hey, I see Donna on the call. Uh, I don't know. Maybe unmute her, see if she wants to come share. I, 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 I dug up a song for Donna and Steve tonight. If, uh, if she's, if she's around. Uh, um, Donna, you there? You better believe it. I got my ears on. How are y'all? <laughs> hey, blessing, sister. We love y'all. Everyone on I this call, thank you all for coming. I, I think that comes from a CB term saying I got my ears on, but it is so good tonight. And the words were so beautiful and eloquent. I almost didn't want to say anything at all because I'm like, I might mess something up. It was so beautiful. I'm not kidding. Y'all were just waxing poetic tonight. I'm just sitting here in awe. I'm really just sort of sponging it up. I know why sometimes, bless Gary's heart, sometimes people wouldn't say much afterwards and he, he didn't understand. And I tried to tell him, well, Gary, they're just, I don't know, they're just soaking it in because it's so good to them and it, it causes it to kind of steal your mind and your, you know, if you've been running all week and you've been stressed and going, and no matter what's going on, this is stressful. Everybody has to admit, even if they're just saying, well, some of them are acting like COVID-idiots or whatever, that's what they call the COVID-idiots. <laughs> I mean, even if they are running around like chicken with their, it's stressful. It kind of jumps off on you because sometimes you'll see people... <laughs> <laughs> now with mask on and they think because they have the mask on they can cough all over you and I told Steve oh my gosh I'm like this is not this whole thing is stressful no matter which way you just have to stay prayed up and you have to stay in the word and y'all just delivered tonight man oh man oh Shevitz, it was so good let me just say thank you because I get my tank filled up so to speak when I come here I get my tank and then I feel like I wish I could say something as eloquent back to you but sometimes you just you just have to say that was so good. I, I don't know what else to tell y'all. But I will say this. Um, Bernice called me tonight, and she usually doesn't call. She just texts. And it was so sweet. She said, we got another tornado coming through here. I said, oh, no, we'll put a bubble over your house the way Gary, yes. you know, we will put, we'll yes. put that dome. 
and she loved it. She goes, thank you. I go, no problem. It's, I said, it's already done. I said, it's already. I said, oh, no, I know. you know it too, Bernice. She said, I know it, I know it. So she called me about 30, 40 minutes later and said, it went around us. I said, just like Gary talked. Oh, just, beautiful. I said, I knew it. And then I said to her, I said, I'm going to get on the call tonight. I try to get on there. I said, Jim is doing so good and honor Gary to continue that. And she said yes, that she had talked to your wife once and um, got to talk to her. I guess she called or something. I don't know. But she was very, yeah. I think, very happy that, um, I just think she was happy I mentioned that and that we were on here and yeah. that how good y'all were doing. And I, I just think it made her happy. And she's getting to where she's talking a little bit more about Gary. And I let her you know, I follow her lead because there's many times I don't say anything either because I don't want to make her sad or me be sad. But she's getting to where she's she's bringing him up, and I'm really happy because then I can say how much I love him and how much I miss him. And, and she seems to be able to – that was so horrible that sometimes you can't talk about things for a while, and I just let – but tonight she was very – happy that I'm getting on here and and she did say something about hey there now I get this in the course on recorded call I'll just I do get the um feeling that she somehow knew we were going to take up some money for her and I get the feeling that maybe that's needed so I need to send you some Jim and and, and let it come from you because that she said I forgot how she said it but she said Jim has said he's going to take up some money and bless me and so I thought you know what I need to send some I meant to and I could have just sent it to her, but I think I'd rather send it to you, Jim, because she was proud that you were going to do that for her. So just wanted to tell y'all she's doing well, and, uh, doing better. Beautiful. You know, when whatever people send, everything will go to her. I mean, it. Correct. Correct. Uh, the thing is, uh, you know, it like like I told her before, you know that. It's from everyone. It's not just from me. It's, you know, no, whatever we send, whatever we send her, Absolutely. it's from the Divine Mind group and everyone. Because, you know, all, all well, yeah, because we, we wouldn't have it if it wasn't from me in the first place. But, and, uh, you know, like, like the scripture says, he must increase and I must decrease. I don't want to take credit for anything. I'm just a vessel. You know, to be in service for the Creator and my fellow man. Honey, you're so humble, sweet, honey. Let me say it Southern style. We know how humble you are. But she just felt that connection because she said, I talked to Jim a while back, and he said, she just, I could just tell in her voice, he thinks the world of you, and you're like a brother to her because of Gary. And I could just, I could just hear it in her voice. She said, I got to talk to his wife. She said, but I hadn't got to talk to him in a while. And she said, but he's. He's going to collect some money and send to me. I said, I just said, wow, that is so nice. I said, I know how he is. She just, I, I just could tell she appreciated it. And usually she doesn't want you to do anything, but I got the sense that she was just enamored and appreciative that you were even suggesting that. I could just tell. I could tell. Well, it was, well, before, well, before, uh, you know, when I mentioned, you know, to everyone before, that we'd like to do something and and but you know I'm not here to uh, I'm not here to beg anybody for anything you know what I mean oh, no. I just put it out there you know because the way we feel about Gary and you know 
I oh, give yeah. what I oh, yeah. what I can give, and uh, you know I ask if anybody wanted to give, you know. I need it. They're they're more than welcome. It's not they don't have to, but I'm just saying. No, of course uh, not. Of course not. He just seemed very but, happy that you even said that. That's what I was saying. And she's able to talk about things more and accept help or accept it more, which makes sense. Time helps, and I just thought it was a great call. And she was able to talk about Gary a little more and things, and and it was just sweet. And I it did my heart good. Because sometimes I haven't been able to talk about him either with her because of sadness and shock. And, but now I think she's just able to talk about him and know how much we love him. And I think she was happy we're on the call, you know. Yes, ma'am. Uh, so, she, so she, she, call, she calls me more than she does Sue. <laughs> no, hey, I know. Uh, she said that. She said that. She, she, I, I, she I, told. I guess she was calling for you one day. and. It was sweet. One day she must have called for you and you wasn't there or something because she was happy she talked to her, but she said she hadn't talked to you in a little bit. And I said, well, I'll tell him you say hello. And he just was happy, happy we were on the call and uh, just seemed happier. And, you know, he knows how much we, we love Gary and how much we him. Well, we were uh, putting some things together, you know, for Sister Bernice and her, you know, and her, you know, Shawnee and the rest of them. And yeah, uh, yeah. I told her it depends on how things go that we might, uh, we would call her first to make sure they had time, you know, to go down and see them because she keeps, every time I talk to her, you need to come and see me. I said, well, sister, I'd love to do that. But I mean, you know, you got things you got to take care of too. And, uh, and I have things I got to take care of here. But, uh, not that we our hearts are with you and everything and our prayers are with you, but uh, hopefully maybe this summer we can go down there yeah. for a week or so, you know, maybe a week and see her. And, uh, that would be you so know, nice. It would be like old then times. I, hey, I'm only four hours from there, three to four hours from there. Then I might get to meet you. Oh, that would, well, be, I, nice. Oh, that would really be nice. I mean... Three or four hours from there is all. That's awesome. And uh, you know, I would like, I would like to really like to meet you and Steve, and you know, see we Sister Bernice, and and I know, even thinking about it, even going down there, and and Gary not being there, I know I'll probably break down again. Yeah, uh, you yeah, know, I know. But I know. And I think that's just our flesh. We, you know, we hold on to things, but you know, the memory of him, and that I know he's as live as I am, even though I can't I physically see I him before my eyes. Selfishly, selfishly, I just wish I could pick up that phone though, because he would have all kinds of colorful things to say about this here situation. He would cause it. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it because. He would talk about any subject. He would. He had something, and I would just like to. It would just have been fun to hear him get riled up over all of it. Because <laughs> I get riled up sometimes. Sometimes I try to just, you know. And MJ, he settles me down because he's right. You don't look. And Gary always said, "Don't look at the unclean thing." But he liked to look at the news and fuss too. And so every now and then we allowed ourselves that pleasure of. <laughs> I know. 
I know through our, I know through our conversations a lot of times. I mean, he'd bring up your sister Donna and a few of the others on there, and and Michael, you also, and he he would always tell me that that uh, MJ is such a genius, and he's you know yeah. okay. he he he's really got it together. I mean, he knows yeah. you know that you know the word, brother, and he know he knew it, and. Uh, he used to all the time tell me that he was so proud of you and everything like that there that uh, I mean he said he told me he said it does my it does my heart good to see that I said brother he says you know he says because you know he said he was planning on the he on the stump at 110 he says but no one no one not one of us know when we're gonna you know go he says That's why. he says but i know that he said if that day ever come that he knew that uh we would do the right thing and that uh that mike would uh, mike michael would step in and uh be a big part of it and uh you know Isn't and i'm glad of that too yeah me too me too me too. Well, I am too. I I look forward to it, guys. I I to, today I told my friend as we were working out in the field. I said, "Hey, man, I gotta go. I I gotta get home. I gotta get home and get a shower or get ready for the call." He's like, "What call?" <laughs> I said, man, "I got a responsibility here, you know." And uh, I'm yeah. sorry, but I've got to go handle that, man. I count this as a very serious thing, you know. Oh yeah, so brother. We it. look. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just say we we look forward to the. I know I do every Sunday for, to the call. Me too. You know to Me to too. hear hear the testimonies and uh, you know I'm anxious to. I know we're not supposed to be anxious for nothing, but I mean I get excited, you know, thinking about what you're going to bring forward and what God's laid on your heart or you know Donna's heart or Gary's heart, you know or. I haven't seen you know, uh, Gil in there in the past week or two. Is everything okay with him? I'll reach out to him. I I haven't. Um, I've been so just slammed. I, I've I've been texting him back and forth this past week, but it's been kind of, you know, just sending back and forth jokes. But uh, I'll reach out to him tomorrow and see if everything's okay. Oh, okay. I mean, I just didn't see him in there, and I was, you know. I'm praying for everyone, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, and I believe y'all praying for us too. So, uh, absolutely. But uh, uh, you know, like I like I used to tell Gary, you know, with I got so used to the call and stuff like that there, and it, God forbid that it keep you know don't stop that it keeps going that uh, you know if it. If it happened to stop, man, I'd be kind of just bummed out. Because I look, Me too. all week long, I look forward to that call. Or this call. You know what? Um, on that, on the call deal, um, here, I had multiple people um, ask me, um, why don't you do the call? And I said, because it's not mine to just do. I, I 
if if I'm asked, I said this is the fleece I'm gonna put out. If I'm asked, if Jim calls me and asks, I'll do it. And and I thought it was an impossible fleece, Jim, because you don't have my phone number. I was like, how's he gonna get my phone number? If if the Lord finds a way for him to have my phone number and he calls me, then I'll do it. And wow. and so Jim I called bro- me, and I said. I thought, wow, you know. <laughs> so said, Thank Brother well, Wade for that. Know. Brother That's Wade cool. gave oh, me Oh, Wade, Wade did, okay, okay. I was wondering yeah. how it happened because I was thinking, okay, how did this happen? But but it was that was the fleece that I put out. And, and, and here's the thing. There was three other people that week that said, man, you know, you should step up and do it. And I said, it's not mine to step up. It's not my deal i said i i'm going to remain humble and and that's the fleece and if it happens it happens and uh and and it happened and so i thought well then this is supposed to happen this way so i i'd love it i mean honestly i mean it's up to you guys i mean i could get into scriptures and plow as deep as you want me to go but i just i just didn't want to you know i don't want to alienate people because they're not used to plowing that deep in the scriptures but i mean if that's what you guys want i mean we can get plowing if you want i think you can till it up plow it. i love it you go right it. you can plow it till it well, like with it. the with the call you know when i was talking with gary yeah i mean i think he was on one i forgot i don't even know if they have it anymore and uh we were talking and i told him i had the divine mind group and he said, well, brother, we're going to, you know, if you want to keep, which I had it going, but I said, you know, if you want to be part of this here, you know, and uh, we talked and then he said, well, brother, what I'll do is I'll put, you know, things together, the knowledge that I've accumulated over the years and what Yahweh's given to me. I said, brother, that's. That's fine with me, the divine mind group. That's what we're all here to learn and grow and do. And then we started doing that. That was almost, what, 15 years ago. And, uh, yeah, it's been a while. And uh, and it's, it's just grew. I mean, there's people that came and there's others that left. But, uh, and now that Gary's not here, some, you know, are not here because I think they uh, came because of what he was bringing forward. But hopefully they'll come back, which I'm believing they are. And uh, you know, with Ant in uh, Australia and the oh, others Ant, in New. Ant still, Ant's still listening. He he texted me. Uh, he emailed me just a couple of days ago and just let me know that he was going through a lot of hardships. His uh, dad had a stroke and his mom. His mom uh, got dementia, and his uh, the family just just going through a bunch of hardships, and so he um, he said, "I want you to know that I'm listening to the call, and um, you know just keep keep doing a good work." So that there you go. He's he may not be coming to the call like he did before, but he's he's certainly listening to it. No, I understand. I guess uh, I mean other people. They used I used to get emails from a bunch of people. And now I don't get, I get some, but not very few anymore. 
because um, I guess they believe that you took over the call. And, uh, no, I, I don't and I don't mean I, no well I don't mean it in a bad sense brother don't I'm not that way I understand I, the I call is for the call is for everybody but uh, all I'm saying is that uh, you know if hypothetically I mean I know you bring forth a lot of stuff but say the Lord put it on Donna's heart or even Gil's heart or Gary's heart with a word or something. I mean, that's what this platform's for. It says, come let us, you know, uh, that way we can all benefit from it. It's not because the call that I started the call and, you know, and I have the Divine Mind group and stuff like that, that doesn't, it's for everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, I'm not out to take credit for anything. It's just that, you know, I, I just, I'm used to a a certain way of doing things, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And, uh, because other people in the past that's come on there and they want to get off into about 15 different subjects, you know what I'm saying? And, and the people saying, Hey, what's this? And that's the only thing, you know, it says, let everything be done decently and in order, which everything has been, I believe. But, you know, I don't know if you remember the hecklers on the, used to come on the call. Oh, yes, yes. And all that. We don't have that problem now. (laughs) Well, I want to say from my perspective that um, I'm in total agreement with what you just said, Jim, that if anybody comes to the call and they say, look, um, the Lord has laid something on my heart to share, then speak up and and believe me, if the Lord has laid something on your heart you want to share, I'm going to get out of your way. If I'm the speaker, I'll get out of your way. I'll go. Because that's the thing is that just this is for us to all come together and share our gold and and that we're all edified, we're increased exponentially. We're not trading, we're sharing. So, Amen. yeah, man, I will get out of the way. I don't have that ego that I have to speak. I will, you know, I remember when Patchouli came to the call that night. I was glad to just sit and listen. It was it was wonderful. I've, I've been trying to ask her to come back again and share her, uh, her you know, what she, what's on her mind and her heart. So hopefully she'll do that. Yeah, I know that one night we told her we're glad she was back. We'd like to see her back. She said she would come back, but I haven't seen her in there. And unless she's coming under uh, under a different uh, uh, name or something like that. But uh, I would like to see everybody come in there and, you know, have a, like you said, like we did before, you know, everybody, you know, come in there like uh, Swamp Shaman and a lot of the others that they, mm-hmm. everybody comes in and you know uh, what was that other gentleman's name uh, your friend uh, Gary uh, Matt 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 yeah and yep. Gary too I mean the more people participate and be part of it I mean to me 
I think there's uh, there's a, I mean, what you brought forward tonight and stuff like that, brother, that's fantastic and everything. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm so glad and thankful that you're here to be able to do that. But at the same time, I, you know, I'd like to, and I'm sure you do too, want people to, you know, give feedback and also give the testimony. We want to know how they're doing and what yeah. that divine creator is doing in their life because that lifts us up. Yes. And by any means, I'm not here to judge anybody or trying to usurp authority over nobody. You know, all, I mean, the only time I'd usually probably step in is if it wasn't decently and in order, you know. Yeah. But usually I don't say nothing unless God gives me something. And sometimes because of the lag in there, I wait till somebody's not saying nothing where I could say something. But sometimes it seems like it's uh, overriding you and I'm not trying to do that. Uh, and... Uh, but it's been a blessing tonight, brother, what you brought forward. And it's just fantastic. And Donna verified that there with her testimony and things like that there. And uh, Well, is Donna still on the phone? Are you, are you still there, Donna? I'm here. I'm here and listening. Yes, sir. Okay, well, I got a song for you. I heard it today. I, it's the first time I heard it, actually. It's called uh, but I'm walking West. There to stay. I had to walk in there. I had to come out here to email my brother. He wanted something, and I, I'm gonna go back in there because he would be upset if he didn't. I'm headed. You could start though, but I want him to hear. Well, that. I can't. I can't sing it because I just heard it for the first time today. You don't have to sing it, but I'm gonna let him hear what you're saying. Cause he'll it's be called. Um, it, it's by um, um, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and it's called. Wow. Um, it's called Westchester Cathedral. Oh yeah, and uh, that is a beautiful I'm not, song. I'm not going to read it all. I'm not going to read them all, but listen, listen to the last three stanzas. He says, um, "He says I'm flying in Westchester Cathedral, sunlight pouring through the break of day. Stumbled through the door and into the chamber. There's a lady setting flowers on a table covered lace, and a cleaner in the distance finds a cobweb on a face." And a feeling deep inside of me tells me this can't be the place. Come flying in Westchester Cathedral. All religion has to have its day. Expressions on the face of the Savior made me say, I can't stay. Open up the gate to the church and let me out of here. Too many people have lied in the name of Christ for anyone to hear to call. So many people have died in the name of Christ that I can't even believe it at all. And to me, I thought to myself, wow, that was pretty bold. I mean, they're coming yes. out and they're saying, you know, the control system is there. They're doing it all in the name of, of Christ. And it's pretty sick, you know, when you look at... When you look today and you see governors telling, like out in the state of Washington, uh, you're not going to be, we're not going to allow you to um, to go into the um, to go to work unless you, you know, take these vaccinations that we're going to be bringing uh -oh, out. That, 
And and the thing is, is think about that. If you were to stand up and you were to to, to make your stand against that, all they would do is say, We're just we're just protecting you in the name of public safety and public health. I mean, we're 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 being good trustees here. How dare you say we're not doing the job we're supposed to do? And again, too many people have lied in the name of Christ. And too many people have died in the name of Christ. I, I fling open the doors. I got. I can't stay. You know. Wow! I cannot believe I missed that song. I never heard that big city and unbelievable lyrics back then. And he was ahead of his time because look at it. You know, it's applicable in today. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Did you like wow. the tune behind? You like the tune behind it too, right? The way they sang it. Oh, it's beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, go check yeah. it out. Beautiful. It's I'll called check. Cathedral. It's called Cathedral by um, Crosby, Stills, Nash. Beautiful. It might oh, wow. just become your new favorite song. It's a really, really nice song. Wow. Yes. I heard it. I didn't realize. You didn't either. He usually hears everything. He didn't even remember that. Thank you. because, But it gives you chill bumps because it is sad what they do in the name of religion and in the name of God. You're right. It's terrible, the stuff they do. Oh, it's sad. Yeah. Well, think about it. Every claim, every claim that, that they've... Uh, Every claim, okay, If by the way, if you guys ever want to dive into law or dive into trusts and do, hey, whatever you want to do, I mean, I could dive in there and we could take apart trusts and we could do it for two hours and, and be, you'd be so full of knowledge about how to set up your own trust. If that's what you want to do, I just thought this is a divine mind call. We'll just keep, but, but the reality is, you know, trust is, is an amazing thing. And if you can find, if you can find one soul in the earth that you could trust, you know, that's a pretty amazing thing. And Dude. most people, they don't even trust their own spouse and much <laughs> less, less a friend, you know, I mean, right. And if you, you know, I, I, my, my son asked me one day, he said, dad, how many friends do you have? I said, I can count them on one hand. He said, Really, that few? I said, listen, son. I said, the people I call friends. If if I am if if I'm on the shoulder of a road and it's twelve o'clock midnight, I can call them and they will leave their bed and come get me. And I can count them on one hand. And if they called me at three in the morning and said I need help, I'd be like, okay, I'm I'm on the way. Yes, right. So. <laughs> If you can, if you can count two people like that in your life as a friend, then you're rich, right? And uh, oh, yeah. well, I'd come. I'd just take a while to get there. I would come. I just take a day or so to get there from Louisiana. <laughs> I, would I would be on my way tonight, but I would. I'd say, Sheriff, I'm on my way, but I thought I might be a little slow getting there. Well, I had I have a friend uh, here in in um in in Raleigh, and his name's Larry, and. uh Larry called me up one night, um, middle of the morning. I mean, it was probably three o'clock, and he said, uh, "My son's been arrested, and um, I need your help." So we went down there and and went to speak to the magistrate. And I told the magistrate that we were priests after the order of Melchizedek. Now, first of all, who has the courage to go down there and tell a magistrate that they're priests after the order of Melchizedek? All right, because 
Well, we did. Wow. And do you know what young kid said? He must have been 25, 26. He said, you're not going to believe this. He said, but you sound just like my grandmother. She talks exactly the same way. So I know that whatever you guys are doing, it's 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 the right thing because my grandmother's the, the most righteous person I've ever – so, so anyway, I said, listen, this is his dad, and you can release this boy to, to us on um, his dad's recognizance. I said, he'll stand surety for him. And believe me when I tell you, there's nothing you can do to this boy that his dad's not going to whip his ass up and down and down the other side, okay? <laughs> said, so, don't you worry about anything. <laughs> and do you know, listen to this, that guy, that magistrate released that boy to us without us putting up any money. And just on his signature, um, he said, okay. And I'm just saying that, like, that was a really cool witness that we were able to go down there and get this. The boy had had broken he'd broken the law and he'd broken you know God's law and he he let me just tell you he stole. Well, he was caught with the thing in his hand. So we went to the Torah and it said if you're caught with the thing in your hand, then you owe double. So he went back to um, to the to the company. And he, he offered him double. Well, the company told him it's already in the courts now, and so we'll, he, there's nothing they can do. Their hands are tied. So um, so he goes to the court and tells the judge he has no trust in him. He has no interest in the public trust and that his, he has to um, abide under his sovereign and that, um, however, he would accept liability for damages that he caused. Well, do you want to know something amazing? After it was all said and done, to the penny, it balanced out to exactly double what he had stolen. To the penny. And so the judge, the the DA told the judge, we've never had a young man this competent come before the court. And the, the judge said, what do you want to do? And he said, we can't do anything with him, all right, because he's not acquiescing to our to our private jurisdiction. There's nothing we can do. And 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 this young man stood up and said, I'm willing to pay court costs and any any fine that you deem appropriate. And it came down to exactly double what he would have paid the uh, the other. You know, so I mean, it's amazing how. In the end, it all works out. God's able to work this thing out. You think that man's got his creations and God can't, you know, come on. It's nothing. <laughs> so, you know, but what I mean by that to tell you that is that, you know, when I find myself in trouble with certain things and I need help, all I got to do is call my friend Larry. And uh, he's like, man, how can I help you? And it's just like that. And we don't break bread with each other we he he lives probably 20 minutes from me but we don't get together you know as families and but you know if this man needed my help i'm there and vice versa you know and i count him as a friend because um if you find that and the other thing is you know i trust him and that's a rare thing that you can you can give somebody your word or somebody can give you their word and you know that if they didn't keep it, it's because they're dead, you know. I mean, it's a very, very rare thing to find trust. But, you know, we all want it. We all want to trust. 
You know what I mean? We want to be able to trust the government. We Oh, okay. This is where I was going to go tonight. I was going to go into this tonight. I'm going to go there real quick. If you guys will uh, um, just give me a minute. I, it won't take long. I won't, I won't spend too long. But I, I want to read you something from the book of Isaiah. And it, it won't take very long here. I just, just wanted you to really get an idea about the nature of the state and, and what it's fallen to. Remember remember how in Deuteronomy it said, Give ear, O heaven, and give ear, O earth? Well, this is how it starts out in Isaiah. And, you know, the inner man and the outer man. In the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. All right? So give ear, O heaven, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord, Yahweh hath spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. All right? That about sums it up, doesn't it? Yes. Okay, verse yes. 3. The ox knoweth his owner, the ass his master's crib, but Israel doth not know. My people do not consider. All right? Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken they have provoked the Holy One of Israel into anger. They have yes. gone away backward. Now listen to what he says here. Why should, why should ye be stricken anymore? Ye will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick. The whole heart is faint. From the sole of the foot even into the head there is no soundness in it. But wounds and bruises and putrefying sores, they have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. All right, that's the state. When he's talking about the head and the body is all full of sores, that's the state. The head is the head of state, and the body is the citizenry. He said from the, from the government to the citizenry, it's sick. The whole darn thing is sick. It's, and look, just so we can get a really good feeling about what he's saying is it's not only just sick it's open wounds putrefying sores I mean can you imagine a carcass being eaten with maggots that's what he's talking about yep. All right. he says your country is desolate your cities are bound with fire your land strangers devour it in your presence and it is desolate as overthrown by strangers. And you think that the word is not real? Have you? I mean, look, listener, the Federal Reserve has came in. The Central Bank has come in here and taken everything. The land has been overturned and, and devoured right in our presence. And over, we've been overthrown by strangers. Yes, sir. I mean, these international bankers, these aren't citizens of the state. You know, no, they're, they're from another yep. country, even. They are strangers. They are strangers, yes. Yes, sir. And the daughter of Zion, I mean, look, what I'm trying to say, we always have to keep in mind, as within, so without. You always have to keep in mind. It's so easy to point the finger outward, but we have to keep in mind our own consciousness, our own flesh consciousness in regard to our spiritual consciousness. And we can realize now when he says in verse 8, the daughter of Zion is left as a cottage in a vineyard, as a lodge in a garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city. The daughter of Zion, we're talking about 
the daughter of the king, the, you know, the city of the king. Zion is, is the where the throne of God sits. So we're talking about a, a daughter of Zion is the, is the city of the king. And it's left as nothing. Yerushalayim, let's listen to it. Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim. The, the city of the dove is left as nothing. It's desolate, right in, right in their eyes. The walls are broken down. And see, that great city, as within, so without, it's, it is a mirror of the consciousness of mankind. The walls of the city, the different gates stand for the 12 faculties of mind, and they're all torn down. They're desolate. All right? So he says, except... Oh, here we are again. Isn't that amazing? Here we are again. Except that the Lord of hosts, Yahweh Sabaoth, had left unto us a very small remnant. We should have been as Sodom, and we would have been alike unto Gomorrah. Okay? Now listen to this. Now, now, hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of your God, you people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me. In other words, you think you're going to go to church and you think you're going to do these charitable goods and you think you're going to be missionaries and you think that I give one damn about it? I mean, I mean you got to get down with the emotion here so you can really feel the, the uh, you know, the... You've, you've turned this place into Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, he flat out just said, here comes the word of the Lord. He's speaking to the rulers of, of Sodom. And he says, to what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me? Saith the Lord, Yadhevavhe, I am full of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts, and I, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks and of lambs and he goats. Here we go, right here in the Old Testament. You remember when he said, like the preacher used to tell me, Hey, you know, Jesus did away with the blood sacrifices. <laughs> Here it is in uh, in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 11. I'm done with that. This was a school teacher. I don't need that, okay? That's not what we're talking about. This this outward, if the outward action does not, it, it, it's just, it's dead. If the outward action doesn't have the intent of love, in other words, it's not spiritually um, sound. It's a dead deed. And so when they go and they take, okay, yeah, I just did this. I got caught sleeping with this other man's wife. So here, here's five goats and, you know, here, okay, there you go. <laughs> I'm good. You know, wrong, you know, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so he says, when you come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand to tread my courts? So, in other words, when they come to church and they say, well, I'm here to get my credit with the Lord. I'm here on Feast of Tabernacles. I'm here. I was there for eight days. I'm going to get my credit with the Lord. He said, who, who required that? I didn't require you. I didn't ask you to come. You're doing it all in flesh consciousness. There you go. And And so... He says, now, now listen to what he says in 13. He says, bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons, remember how the, um, the Hebraic movement 
um, was all about um, keeping the Sabbath according to the moons, right? Which is how the uh, the Jewish people kept the Sabbath according to the moons. They kept their months according to the moons, and they kept their year according to the sun. Actually, they used the sun and the moon to keep their year because their year could be, and sometimes their year could be as much as 385 days long according to the moon cycles if you went into 13 moons. But, all right, he says, don't bring any more vain oblations unto me. I, in other words, I am done with it. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons, now listen to this, and the Sabbaths, the calling of the assemblies. The assemblies is the Passover, the Feast of Tabernacles, the, the Holy Days, the Feast of... He says, I cannot away with it. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting, the Passover. He says, get it out of here. I don't want nothing to do with it. In other words, you're either living it, you're like Jim said at the very beginning, you're a, you you to believe is nothing. The devils believe and tremble. To know and to do, all right. So we we observe the Passover every time we have a choice. Hallelujah. Right? And okay, so he continues on. Okay. Um, let me get to it. Your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hateth. That's pretty strong. He don't say my new moons. He says your new moons and your appointed feasts. You know, your Thanksgivings and all this. You think you're being so holy. Your, your Sunday and your Saturday and all that. And you show up in your fancy clothes. He says, my soul hates it. They are trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when you spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Remember, the, the, um, the, the intent behind the prayer, it matters. And so when we think about this, we think about the state, and we think about setting the narrative. Look, look what he says. As the as the as the head of state prays over the people and sets the narrative in their subconscious mind, Americans can do anything. Americans are this and Americans are that, right? It's just a narrative. He says, Your hands are full of blood. And remember, you know, the Grateful Dead, they said, Come here, Uncle John's band, play into their tide. And they said they said, G D, have you have you seen the like? They're their hands, uh, their no, their walls are built with cannonballs, and their motto is "Don't tread on me." And in other words, their hands are full of blood. And and they they turn around and they say, "Well, but we are leading the world, and we are we're going to bring peace into the world." He says, "No, nah, don't even show up. I'm not going to listen to you. It, you. You know." But then look at what he says in sixteen. He says, wash you. Remember when, when Jesus got down and he washed Peter's feet? He, this is the true mikvah, the true baptism. Wash you. Make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings. Repent. Turn away. Turn 180 degrees. Turn back. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes and cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Okay, well now let's let's see who is the widow and the fatherless. Now a widow has lost her husband, right? Her husband has died, right? 
Now think about that for a second. You 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 have a a relationship in a church. You have the leadership of the church, which is generally the the uh, the pastors, the deacons, the the people that are in charge of the church, right? And the, then you have the laity of the church, the parishioners. The laity is the woman, and the and the preacher and the deacons they are the man. Now, if the if the preachers in the church, let's say you got a whole bunch of different preachers in the church, right? If they have fallen into flesh consciousness and they have fallen from the spiritual meanings, they are dead in Christ. They've they've fallen into flesh consciousness, and so in this analogy, they've died. So the woman, the widow, is that that um, the laity in that church? They are widowed. What about the fatherless? Okay, isn't it like an orphan? Um, orphan is, is with the fatherless now think about that the fatherless they don't know who the I am is they don't know the ever living they don't know the they don't know their head from a hole in the ground really if you want to be absolutely blunt about it all right and he says you know judge the fatherless now what's he saying he doesn't mean you know sit down in court at law and uh, you know Take up their cause. They don't know any better. All right? So, you know, assist them where you can. Don't be afraid to go down into their um, assemblies, and like Jim was saying, and be a little salty. Now, you may not be received, and the pastor there that's dead in Christ may want to throw you out. Fine. Let him throw you out. It doesn't mean you still don't go. You know, you still go and you be salty where you can plead for the widow and he says now look in verse 18 i love verse 18 come now and let us reason together saith yadhevah though your sins be as scarlet they shall be white as snow Amen. though they be red like crimson they shall be as wool if and here's that huge word if you know i mean as in you know massively huge word because here's a condition now if you be willing and obedient, okay, well, to be willing, you have to have a backbone. You have to be able to say, I will to do a thing, which means you, you're going to have to make up your mind, and you're going to stand on the, the decision that you made. So um, if you have no courage because you've been bitten by the scorpion and you know, you're totally, your mind's been hijacked, you can't be willing. Because you're doing the will of somebody else. All right, but he says, if you be willing and obedient. And Jesus said, why call me Lord and you do not obey? Okay, because it's, yes. it's the word, Yahushua, Yahweh saves, Yahweh salvation. Okay, so if you be willing and obedient, in other words, you have to be a knower and you have to be a doer. All right, you shall eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Now now look at that. Well, what's the sword? Remember at Deuteronomy 32, verse 25? The sword without and terror within? sword is that double-edged sword. It is the word. It is a living word. Amen. And if we choose death, if we rebel and choose death and hold up the unclean thing, we will be devoured by the sword. Yes, sir. And that's the way it is. And, and so 
this is the current state of affairs. The entire head, from the head to the toe, is sick. It's not just sick. Don't think of it as being like with malaria or something. It's open wounds, sore. Try to just, I mean, it's putrefied sore. That's what the, if you want to get the image, think of a rotting carcass on the the African, you know, desert. Oh, I mean, that is horrible. That's what, that's the image of that's being put forth in the state of affairs with the religio political system that's running the show right now. All right. But at the same, at the same time, you have to take that same image upon yourself as within, so without. And that's why the very, very best thing that we can do for the world is to wash ourselves and make ourselves clean. Because, you know, being dunked underwater don't mean jack shit, all right? Pardon my friend, but, I mean, I can't say it strong. It don't mean nothing, all right? So, you know, the water stands for truth. And we are, when we are submerged into the truth, the absolute truth of the spirit, we come up and, and we have come up out of the water a, a new man, a new woman, as we've put on... Uh, a new heaven and a new earth because our paradigms changed. We're looking at things so much differently now. Uh, it's so beautiful, right? I mean, you, it all, it's all connected from the very beginning to the very end of this call tonight is that we have, we're the choosers. Our, our, our strength and our weakness lies in one place. It is our salvation and it is our destruction. It's our choice. We have to choose, and if we don't choose, we've actually chosen to take on the status quo of whatever the masters have placed that on place before us. Yeah, because we didn't speak up. Mm-hmm. But he says, if you are willing and obedient, in other words, choose life. Hold Amen. up the clean, throw out the money changers in the temple, and he said, then you're going to eat the good of the land. She will yes. render her her fruits unto you liberally. All right. Yes, sir. And it says all of heaven rejoices over one sinner or the mm-hmm. one that misses the mark. You know. Yes. That that repents. That repents and turns back. Yes. Yeah. We correct our mistakes. He said we can run through a troop and leap over a wall. He says we'll we'll slip and fall, but we will not utterly be cast down. He knows it's a growing process, but once that we understand and know, then he said he that he that doeth how does this he that knows to do good and don't do it. The same as sin. In other words, you're deliberately and willingly doing the disobedient and unlawful and wicked thing. But if it's, we honestly, um, yes, ahead, sir. Brother. Go ahead, Jim. But if we honestly, no, you, you, you continue your thoughts, sir. Go ahead. No, I, I already, <laughs> I, it already I'm went sorry, by. Man. <laughs> no, that I'm hey, sorry. that's I, it's 
Go ahead. You go right ahead, I brother. just was, uh, I went ahead here to, um, man, I tell you, you get me and Isaiah, dude, we could be here a while. But Isaiah chapter 5, first seven verses, man, it's really beautiful. Think of this as the Garden of Eden. And and remember, Eden is within you. That that if once you start to open up and understand, everywhere your your feet touch, everywhere your eyes, that's Eden. And in other words, Eden has plenty to go around, you know. And um, but when you when you come and you find that center, that center place where you can walk in the cool of the day with the Lord. Well, you do that in in your in your center in the in the holy of holies where you're the high priest entering in. Okay, so now listen to this. This is the vineyard of the Lord. Now remember, um, there's a parable in the New Testament about these trustees that were the vineyard was let out to these trustees, right? Okay. Now I want you to hold that in mind as you think about how the different kingdoms of the world that these things were let out to trustees, okay, and that the vineyard of the Lord has to do, um, well, as within, so without. So just check yourself and really measure yourself, and then you'll get a better understanding about what's going on without you. So he says, Now I sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved touching his vineyard. My well-beloved hath the vineyard in a fruitful hill. And he fenced it, and he and he gathered out the stones thereof, and planted it with the choicest vine. And he built a tower in the midst of it, and also made a wine press therein. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes, and it brought forth wild grapes. All right. Well, if you go check this word "wild" out, it's it's like disgusting, evil grapes. Okay. In other words, the great the the, the grapes represent the fruit. And if you want to figure that out, go to the Galatians and read of the nine fruits of the Spirit. Okay, so so we are the vineyard. And he's saying, look, I, I wanted the good fruit to come forth, the nine good fruits of the Spirit. And, and I looked, and all I got was wild grapes, evil and now, O oh, oh inhabitants of Jerusalem, now Jerusalem, of course, is the city of the city of God. So, Jerusalem stands for, um, um, in its elevated state, Christ consciousness. Okay, in its in its lower state, it's a harlot, it's bondage. Okay, it's it's um, it's Hagar. In its higher state, it's Sarah, the princess. Okay. And, and now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem, you men of Judah, judge, I pray you, betwixt me and my vineyard. So Judah, remember the scepter never departs the hand of Judah. So he's asking the kings, um, I don't know, what do you think? I want you to make a judgment between what I did and you know what you're doing. He said, what could I have done more to my vineyard that I have not done into it? And wherefore, which wherefore just means for this cause. So let's read it like that. So for this cause, when I looked that it should bring forth grapes, brought it forth wild grapes. I mean, why why in the world is it bringing forth evil when I built it to bring forth good? I gave you everything to bring forth the good and the very good, and you all chose death. All right? 
and now go to, I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away the hedge thereof, and, I, and it will be eaten up. And, and I'm going to break the wall thereof, and it shall be trodden down. And I will lay it waste, and it shall be pruned. It shall not be pruned, nor digged. But there shall come up briars and thorns. Now, remember the parable of the trees and judges. The thorn tree, all the trees got together and they said, who, who wants to be the king over us? And the olive tree said, well, I got delicious olives and, and men love my olives. And so um, I don't want to be king. And, you know, the grape tree said, well, I make delicious wine. It cheers both God and man. Well, I don't, what do I want to be king? But the briar tree... The, br- the bramble bush came forth and said, I'll be your king. <laughs> he said, but if I'm your king, then you will worship me in spirit and in truth. And, and if not, then let fire come out of the bramble and consume you. Okay, now, he says, and he says something like, if you remain under my shadow. All right, now. The bramble bush is a thorn bush, and the thorn bush doesn't cast a shadow. <laughs> it doesn't That's cast right. a shadow. It's a liar. All right. So, in other words, if you want to listen to the narrative that 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 the these politically um, think of it as a political spirit versus the spirit of God, you have two shepherds there. You have the false shepherd, and you have the true shepherd and he says my sheep hear my voice okay so the others are paying attention to the false shepherd all right so when he says i'm going to lay it waste and all this that and the other again if we hold up the unclean thing he's asking us what more did i have to do i gave you everything Yes, sir. And he said, for the vineyard of the Lord of hosts, Yahweh Sabaoth, is the house of Israel and the men of Judah, his pleasant plant. And he looked for judgment, but behold, he found oppression for righteousness, but behold, a cry. And so, it, again, it's so easy to read that and say, yeah, look at those, look at the, these evil people have brought this upon us. Okay, well. That's partly true, as within, so without. I'm not saying that's not true. There's unrighteousness and evil in the world, there's no doubt. But if we can if we can perceive it in another, we have it in ourselves. And we have to root that out and wash ourselves and and wash that subconscious mind and in um uh, those belief systems that we had at one point, they've got to go. They've got to die. And this is the Armageddon that gets fought between the two ears. This is the the blood flowing as high in the as high as the horse's bridle. The bridle. The horses of Egypt are flesh, and when yes. the blood, the the life is in the blood. So the blood flowing as high as the horse's bridle. These thoughts in flesh consciousness that have have driven our whole life, these things, these desires, they have to die. Yes, sir. They have to be subdued. And that's the Armageddon. That's the that's the um the battle in the Valley of the Kings where Abraham went to fight. This is the Armageddon of, of Revelation. It's the same thing. Exactly the same yes. thing. 
and so I really just wanted to go there because um, Donna kind of triggered that in me a little bit because just so you could get the emotion of the the two trusts in the world. On one hand, Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5 says, and I want to go there because I don't want to misquote it. Uh, I, I misquote that a lot. 17.5, chapter 17.5, Thus saith Yahweh, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm. His arm is his strength. And maketh flesh his strength, and whose heart departeth from Yahweh. Didn't we read in Isaiah chapter 6, I think verse 9, that that in order to be healed, you had to, um, it had to come from the heart. You had to understand from the heart in order to be healed. But here we read, cursed is the man who maketh flesh, flesh consciousness his strength, and whose heart departs from the Lord. All right, what, what happens to that man? He shall be like... He shall be like the heath in the desert, and he shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places of the wilderness in a salt land and not inhabited. And remember, we were talking earlier before about, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and that this, this, if if that's how you're living your life, it's like walking in the desert. It's it's a very parched, dry thing. That's the forty. 40 uh, years in the desert that uh, the it's the same analogy but we think okay well this is what the Israelites did when they came out of Egypt they had to march around out there for 40 years well we we inhabit all the states and and so there's two trusts you can put your trust in in the politics of man if you want to in the political spirit of man okay well, what did he say would happen if you did that? Then you would live a very dry, barren existence. He said, but what about the other opportunity here? He says at uh, 17.7, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, Yahweh, and whose hope the Yahweh is, Yahweh, the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, her roots, because it's the soul, right? The body Amen. is the he, and the and the soul is the she, by the river, and shall not see when heat comes, but her leaf shall be green, evergreen. Because, you see, in, I believe the book of Jeremiah, God calls himself an evergreen tree. I change not, right, he says. Yes. But her roots shall, her, her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Remember, seven and seven? How many bang and bust cycles are we going to go through in our lifetimes before we start to realize the scriptures are true? Okay? We go through bust, we go through bang, okay? And, but, but this one who is, is rolling with the Lord, you got nothing to worry about. I'm not going to be careful in the year of drought. I'm rolling with the king of kings here. Uh, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. In other words, and but look look at verse nine, just so we can really get down with what's being said. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And so 
that's what he's saying that we have to have understanding in the heart we have to wash we have to wash her and make her clean the middle subconscious mind wash their feet he says to peter if you don't let me wash your feet son you can't have any place with me and so we have to wash that feet we have to wash our faith our trust and uh it's just so beautiful when you start to read it at this level because it's no longer it's no longer a mystery anymore it's it makes sense because you're putting yourself in the central character it's your own autobiography Amen. yeah verse 10 i the lord uh you say yah yah yavah that's what it says i the lord yah yavah search the heart i try the reins the kidneys even to every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. That's just really kind of nice there. All right, I'll I'll show you something that's kind of neat here. I'll show you something that's really neat, and I hope that you all will go check this out, okay? If you haven't caught on yet in reading uh, Jeremiah chapter 17 here, uh, Jeremiah is blasting the preachers and the politicians here, okay? <laughs> He's taking a flame throw with his church, all right? All right, now look. Look how the scribes snuck in here and changed a word or two here and, and made it seem like, what in the world? Look at this. As the partridge sits on eggs and hatches them not, so he that getteth riches and not by right shall leave them in the midst of his days, and at his end shall be a fool. All right, now I want you to go check out that word partridge. And, and I'll go, let's see, I want to do it. I've done this work before. It's a coray, and when you go start looking to its roots, when you start tr- tracing to its roots, you're not going to believe what you find. It's It's a preacher. <laughs> it's a preacher and, and, and all of a sudden the next verse makes perfect sense but what do you care about a partridge sitting on eggs because if you go check it out in the king in in the in the king james on eggs is italicized it those words aren't even in there they added that to try to make sense of partridge so that they they hid it's like if a preacher knows the word and doesn't teach it, and he is he's lording the word over the people to control them, and he's he's getting great gain from the people. They're they're you know he he lives in a multi million dollar house. He says, don't worry about it, don't worry. When you see that kind of thing, don't you worry about it, because his end has already been decreed. He's going to be yes. cut off. And none of it is going to stay with him. At the end, he's going to be shown to be a fool. Yes, sir. All right, so the whole chapter here, the whole chapter here is about two trusts. There's only two trusts in the entire world. If you want to trust, you're Eve, okay? You are Eve, listener, and Eve is your soul. And you are being courted by two suitors. On one hand, you have the Spirit of God. You have, and I'll just say God. The Holy, You're being supported by, um, yeah, I'll just say the Holy Spirit. And on the other hand, you're being supported by a political spirit. 
and you choose. On on the right hand, there's the Holy Spirit. On the left hand, it's a political spirit. And if we choose to make our right arm flesh and rely upon spirit of man, you know, man's ways, well, he says, well, then get used to it. You're going to live in a very dry uh, survival mode type of experience. Going to be, it's not going to be good. You know, it doesn't have to be that way though. He said you can eat off the fat of the land if you um, if you if you um, are true to your first love, like Jim said earlier. Remember, Jim, when you talked about returning to your first love? Yes, sir. Yeah. That's just really beautiful because their first love, if you look at Adam and Eve as one as one being, their first love was Yahweh walking in the cool of the day. That was their first love. But then a wise one came in into their garden, into their into their state. The garden is just a a state and being and uh he came slipping in there, and he said, um, if you look up the word Nakash, you'll see it's a shining one or a wise one. And he came there, and he said, are you sure? You know, <laughs> doubt comes in there. You know? Yeah. And uh, they start to, and so that's what it's always been about. It's always been about a man and a woman, and, and it's always been about being true, uh, being you know, in fidelity. Um, verity, veritas, as they say. Uh, um, and so when he says don't commit adultery, you can understand this now on multiple levels now. You can see it as in as a man and a woman being true to each other and not sleeping around, but you can also now see it. You can put yourself in the center of that as a woman, and are you going to be true to your husband, or are you going to enter, enter, um, allow another suitor to enter into the wedding bed? Well, let's look at it from a global perspective. Look how um, the state had every ability to print its own money and to keep its affairs within its own body, and somebody decided way back when that we should have a central bank, and they invited the serpent into the love feast. And look what's happened. They've tried and tried to kill the serpent, and they can't seem to do it. And now who runs the show? <laughs> right? You, you know, you know what I'm saying is like this scripture is... Uh, before you before you set it on the end of your counter and you put it at the end of your fireplace hearth and never touch it again, you might want to pick it up and read it. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty amazing what's in there. But uh, all right, I'm off my soapbox, Jim. I promise I'm not getting back on it. <laughs> Hello. Yes, he's still there. I'm still here. Oh, okay. There you are, Donna. Okay. I'll stop on. Well, Maybe I'll No, 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 no. It was fantastic. I just didn't want to step on Jim. I thought he might have something to say. He he does really well in concert with you. He does great. Yeah. And I don't Jim's know who else is on here. Yeah, Jim's cooking. He, I love what he said tonight. 
about the angels and all unaware. I, I like that. I love it. You still with us, Jimbo? Oh. Hey, he may be dancing. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, I had to go check check the stump out. <laughs> Oh, that's good. <laughs> I hear you. Since you're gonna make it to 110, since you're gonna make it to 110 or 150, you've got to keep everything going. That's right. Well, I'm 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 standing on what it says in the scripture that that some will not taste death. So I plan on being here for a I plan on being here for a long time. But a nice goal. If y'all well, want I mean, to, we can start looking at those mysteries of the um, of transfiguration. If you want, we can um, we can start talking about and digging it. into that. If you want, um, it's pretty amazing what's there. Um, remember when Saint Paul said he said um, he said how long you guys gonna be on the milk? He said it's about time you should be on the meat. He said you should be teachers already, and yet. You're still on the meat. And he said, there's many things that I would love to be able to bring forth, but you guys just aren't quite there yet. And and the thing is, is this is a divine mind call. So, I mean, if y'all want to get into some things like that, I mean, this is where we eat at that kind of meat. And uh, we just, you know, we can we can start digging and digging, you know, because you remember when that, that, that analogy came forth a while back? It talked about how the Knights Templar were digging under Solomon's temple and they found something there and they brought it back to Rome and they brought a secret back to Rome. But, but think about that in regard to your own perspective. You know, when you start, you see, Solomon's temple, know ye not that ye are the temple of God. Amen. And when you go read Hosea, not Hosea, Haggai. Haggai chapter 1, it says twice in chapter 1, consider your ways. And he says, look, don't build me no fancy house. He said, I don't need you to build me this, that, and the other. He said, no, 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 no. You just build me what you can build me, and I will inhabit it. Don't worry about making it fancy. And that's the beautiful thing. It's all we have to do is repent and turn back. And uh, he said, look, I will inhabit it, and it will be holy. You know, just turn back towards me. Turn back to my ways. Turn back to the commandments and do right. Learn to do right. And uh, so when they're digging under Solomon's temple, they're digging into the scriptures to understand the foundation of the temple. And so uh, that's what we're all supposed to do. We're all supposed to seek out the mystery. And we're told, Amen. seek, seek, and you shall find. <laughs> you know? Right? Amen. <laughs> and, you, you know, uh, and you can look at it in another way, too. Saul Amon, right? Light, light, light. In all three Aren't aspects, we, outer sanctuary yeah. and inner court. Yes, sir. We are Solomon's temple. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I I know what you're saying, brother, about of there, but it, but you know, because we are we are light beings in a coat of skin. <laughs> yes. And and you say all three aspects: the outer court, the middle court, and most holy. It's all on mine, light, light, light. 
It's a great and wonderful day. Yep. I mean, you know, in, 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 you know how they, it's all connected. So we can we can take Solomon's temple and we can connect it to Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark had three decks. And, by the way, it has a hole in the top of it, too, just like Solomon's <laughs> temple's got a hole in the top of it. <laughs> the, from beginning to end of the scriptures, it's it's talking about us. We the we the people. I, I I know that's talking about the. I'm talking about humanity as a kind. Yes. The the scriptures are. It's a book about who and what we truly are, and our relationship with that divine eternal divine spirit that's right but we have the choice so it comes yes. down to which one will we choose which one will yes. we choose amen and we are also the ark of the covenant <laughs> we, of course we we are the light of that covenant if we really look at it <laughs> Well, let's look at that. For instance, you got these these two um, cherubim that stand sit on top of the mercy seat, and and their wings touch in the middle, and yes, then sir. they reach out to the edge of the mercy seat. That's your brain, yes, sir. Where they come together and they touch at the corpus callosum, and then they come out and they they reach out to your um to your skull. That's your brain. That's the cerebrum. Yeah, amen. Amen. Yeah, man, it's in the same image. And where did he say? He Ooh, said, "I Lord. sit on the mercy seat." It's it's all in us. We're built in the same. We're perfectly made, beautifully made. Yes, sir. Wonderfully made. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know? and and if you look back, even the Egyptians remember the 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 way that's set up, and in the form of a man, the temple over there. Absolutely. Uh, the temple they call it the temple of man and uh yes if we look at really take those metaphors and the stories that they're talking about and how they brought the truth from down from century to century to century to century to, uh, to where we are now and we look back and say oh they they didn't know nothing back then we're we're smarter than they are <laughs> No, we need to go back because the scripture tells us the ancient and the honorable, it is the head. But the prophet that speaketh the lie, he is the tail. And that's what's being propagated right now with the, with the way the system is right now. They're teaching Remember, lie after every lie generation. After yes. In sir. every generation, he left a tenth. So... If you seek the truth, you'll find it because he left a tenth in every generation. So, so you're right though. On the same, at the same time, you you got to guard yourself carefully because the deception right now is rampant. Oh it's yes, rampant. Sir. It's everywhere. Yeah, I look at uh, when uh, Joshua he was going to go into the promised land. Uh, Moses said he wasn't going, but and he, I forgot the exact word I was going to say, but he said, but as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Yod-Heh-Vav-Heh. 
Amen. And, uh, and he said, you know, don't worry about what they're going to do to us physically or anything like that, you know, but uh, respect and endure to the end. Uh, but at the same time, we need to stand on the truths that are because it says for me to be, what is this? For me to be present uh, is Christ, but I uh, can't remember that scripture right offhand. Hmm. You know, but for me, oh yeah. For me to be present is Christ, but for me to die is gain. Hmm. What he means by that, we go uh, into our omnipotent self and be just as the Father is. You know, we're, I mean, because we know all that is, but when we come into this three-dimensional body, we're focused on an individualized person that has to come here to, to uh, we've kind of how can I put it when we came into this body it, it was a fallen state now we have to climb back up that mountain so to speak we come here with amnesia basically and we're yeah. here to play the game while we're here and to remember who and what we truly are And we we've we get the how can I put it the witnesses of that perfect divine law. You know, Florence Scovel Shin says, you know, the game of life, and that's what we're in the game of life. In actuality, we know everything from the beginning of time till infinity, but because we're playing this so-called games so to speak we're here to uh how can i put it to uh, regain that truth and knowledge while we're in this so-called physical state can you imagine always being you know always been and always will be we're just like the Father. It's expansion. It's an expansion, isn't it? Because it's the Father is individualized now in billions and billions of uh, maybe more uh, people, and in if if we all come to that unity, that that knowing and that doing um, state, it's just a it's a huge expansion as we. We're all, he said, be ye perfect as Father is perfect. So I just, you know, I hear that song, you know, that Amazing Grace song. And, yes. and, and on, you know, because it's, you know, it's one of those things that was sung in my youth. And it touches me somewhere in my center when I hear it. But sometimes when I hear the words that saved a wretch like me, I'm not a wretch. Why should no, I think of myself as a wretch, you know? I mean, you got to be real careful about what I allow them to pl the, to plow to sow into my mind, you know. Yeah, 
like people, uh, a lot of people argue with me a lot of times. They say, you know, the Bible is the, you know, was written by the hand of God. I looked at him and, well, I didn't look at him. I was talking to him on the phone and some of them I've looked at. And I told him, you can't say that. I said, man has written the words down. I said, inspired by the creator, but written by man. Yes. And even man has a tendency to change things and puts his own two cents in there. And I said, oh, they said, well, how, yes, sir. How, can, how can you say that, they tell me. It says, we have the King James Version of the Bible. I said, that's a prime example. Yeah. I said, Constantine yeah. in 325 A.D. during the Nicene Council, you know, uh, uh, King James uh, commissioned a, a Bible of the, you know, the book to of all the parchments or scriptures of down through history and everything to be put together to where people can get a greater understanding of their their beliefs I guess you could say or what they know and uh, and even then they they left out um, you know 45 50 different books that that has a lot of great knowledge in it if they really take time to really look at it but it's not part of the Bible. And then you've got, in the King James Version alone of that Bible, there's over 35,000, 35,000 mistranslations in that Bible. And you think, well, how could that be? That's almost the entire Bible. Yeah, well, they, they, they took, that's why it says, He that taketh away or addeth to. They've taken a lot out and they've added a lot. They kept the well, truth we from at, us. Looked at the preacher. We looked at preacher earlier, right? Yes, sir. Oh, by the way, um, in that same verse there, you know where? Remember, I said in, uh, it said that at the end he shall be a fool. Go yes. look up that word fool. It doesn't mean stupid or silly. It means a vile person. Yeah, wicked, <laughs> a vile person. Yeah. Yes, sir. I understand. Ruthless, no good. Yes, sir. And uh, so, yeah, and, they uh, they tampered with it a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh man, and and if you think if they could just just on certain things that we've come to know from when our youth to now, and how we found out things are so different, mm-hmm. and you think about. Man, oh man, and and our parents believe that, and our grandparents and their parents. I mean, I mean, we we can't take nothing. They that's why they tell you, you got to take it by faith. You you've got to faith. Uh, that's kind of iffy word for me. I mean, everybody says, well, I take it by faith. I take it by belief because somebody told me that. No, I can't do that. I have to. I have to go back and really understand it and apply it, do it, and know it. Yes. Faith and knowing are two different things. 
And what does it say? You show me uh, what was a faith. He said, but I'll show you my faith by my works. Yes. His works is James, him studying. Back to James. It. Yep, and he studied to show himself approved. A workman rightly grouping together the word. A little here, a little there. Everywhere the word. You're not just going to find it in the Bible. You're going to find it in every facet of life if you look. In every and religion. Christ wherever he leads. Yes. Yep, and, and every religion is saying the same thing. The only difference, it's it's from their uh, et, ethnicity, or how, what am I trying to say? Their culture and mm -hmm. um, their uh, their own language, but if you if you but they're they're all saying the same thing, and here you got the everybody arguing with each other because they're the they're from India or they're from China or they're from whatever, and they're and they're explaining it different, but they're saying it in a roundabout way the same thing. But we're sitting there arguing with them. You're going to hell. You don't, you don't know what we know and all this and that. But if we really took the time and even the translations and looked at it, you're going to look back and say, oh, my God, it's the same thing. They just, from their culture and their, uh, you know, it's, it's all the same, really. And they did them the same way they did us, did it us here in the English uh, speaking world here I mean they they deliberately change the words that I see why they why the scripture talks about Babel and Babylon mm -hmm. Babel means they they jumbled it all up to where you don't know which ends up I mean, it, it makes you crazy trying to figure it all out. Figure speech, though. I mean, it, like I tell people, the truth will set us free. But we have to get off our lethargic hello back there and get up and find out what it's really telling us. And also through our fellow man, because no one man has the truth. It comes from everyone. We're like that diamond. That creator is that diamond, and we're all part of that part of that diamond. And he gave us that little arc. You know, when the light shines on it, depending on the way you're facing it, it'll shine over here and then down there and over there and over there. Which means that everyone's going to give us a little bit of the truth here and there if we listen. And yes. not none of us have the whole truth. But brother, I know I talk a lot, but you know, we've been on here right at three hours and twenty minutes. <laughs> hey, let's and, listen to this. It's, it's just one stanza from a Bob Dylan song, and then and then give the blessing, uh, Jim. It's, it's time. Listen to this. He says, "While some on on principles, let me start over. While some on principles baptize to strict party platform ties." Social clubs and drag disguise, outsiders they can freely criticize, tell nothing except who to idolize, and then say, God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I tell oh. you, dealing with the prophet, man, no one can hear him, though. Yeah. Yeah. 
And one, I mean, one more, one more, and then I, and yeah, then I okay. promise. I, he says, old lady judges watch people in pairs, limited in sex they dare, to push fake morals, insult, and stare. While money doesn't talk, it swears. Obscenity, who really cares? Propaganda, all is phony. <laughs> yes. That's the truth, yes, though. Sir. I it mean, the truth. like even in the songs, if you listen to people, uh, I know they probably heard, you know, well, I've heard Bob Dylan quite a bit, but, you know, mm-hmm. we listen to the beat and this and that, but if people listen to the words and you, you know, that's why sometimes you see people crying or this and that, they say, well, that, that song kind of touched me and people look at you like, what do you mean it kind of touched you? But see, they didn't take time to listen to the words of that were being sung or spoken. They were only listening to that that beat and that rhythm. I said, you put them all together, you you might think you got the Holy Ghost. You'd be dancing all around there. <laughs> I mean, if we really take the time to listen to what people are singing, piping, and doing, uh, we might get a lot further in life. Yeah, it's, a, it's hypnosis at the gym. It yes, seems sir. like that beat is the uh, it hip, hypnotizes you, and no one really pays attention to the words, you know. Oh yes, sir. It's like that King Kong, that King Kong movie. You know, they have the, the you know they have the Africans out there that have those big drums, and they're they're beating on that drum, and King Kong's listening to it. Next thing you know, you can see he's getting hypnotized kind of swaying back and forth and uh, I mean it gets to you we just gotta have a clear mind a clear eye and a straightforward heart and I think then we we have a good chance of making it well one more one more just to tie down the the thought of the night about the two different trusts Uh, if you want to put your uh, trust in in man listen to this he says you used to ride on your chrome horse with your diplomat who carried on his shoulder a siamese cat ain't it hard when you discover that he really wasn't where it's at after he took from you everything he could steal oh, that's the truth and they do that that's for they sure that. that's that's why they get in government that's that's the whole uh, reason they get in there they try to make it out here they couldn't do it they knew they get in there they could steal it all as they're going along because they ain't never seen like I tell people have you ever seen a poor king or a poor priest uh, no I said have you ever figured out why same way with a politician he's what you call a flim flam man you know Uh-oh. you know puff the magic dragon you listen to that listen to that song it'll tell you something you know and she says can I leave now and you know and he says and he gives a scenario he said but since you ask no you can't leave he said it was showed that she was under his authority she didn't have no have to ask him anything she could have just left but because she asked he says you can't leave. In other words, she let him take control of her thinking instead of her thinking on her own. 
that ties it together beautifully tonight. You know, we have to we have to hold up the clean thought. We can't we can't continue with this unclean thinking, and it's being broadcast on us like a, a it's like we're being sprayed with this poison twenty four seven. You know, and we just have to we have to get up in the morning and tell Yah you love. You know, you love us. I love you. You know, and Yes, sir. Understand that Yah is, is is out there and in here everywhere. The I am is everywhere, and just come to that feeling of love and uh, and quit with the uh, you know listening to man and his uh, different political. Uh, it is what it is, man. If they drive the United States into whatever thing they want to drive it into, you don't have to come to your door. Okay, you no. just you know you keep rolling with the Lord. Amen. And I know it, you know, if uh, I know Donald Trump, he's just a man like we are. But uh, I mean, when they have the they he called for a day of prayer and things like that there. You know, there's a lot of people that done it, but there's a lot that didn't do it. They're too busy worried about, you know, making him wrong, proving him wrong. When they're they've been wrong all along and doing the wicked and horrible things that they've been doing, and then robbing and stealing from the country and humanity. Uh, but I truly believe there's light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, and brighter days are here. We just yep, have to see right. it. See it, know it, and agree with it, and believe it. And when we see something ain't the way we want it, just say cancel, cancel. I'm not accepting that. And I know that I am blessed, prospered, and perfect divine health. And no hurt or harm can come to me or my family or our dwellings either. And, you know, we have to stand on the truth. And that's what the scriptures are telling us. We have, after we've done all we can do to stand, stand. Just say, uh, hypothetically, if come hell or high water, or the world come to an end, there ain't nothing nobody can do about it anyway. So the best thing we can do is just stand and know that God is God and our enemies are scattered and that we are more than able. We will carry ourselves through by the the truth and the hand of the divine creator. He's our ever-present help. And with that, you know, may Yahweh bless you, prosper you, keep you in perfect divine health you and your families each and every day and each and every way may yava give you a heart of love peace joy and goodness and all those great and wonderful things until we meet again next sunday at the same time same place yava bless you keep you and may all your dreams come true that are good good and very good and with that, I'm going to end the I'm going to end the call. And thank each and every one of y'all for coming. Also, thank y'all so much. Thank and you, Michael. 
Michael, you, yes, you've blessed my heart, and I know you've blessed the others, too. I mean, Amen. we are thankful thankful for you being here and being part of all this here. I mean, you know. I'm glad I to greatly, be here. I, I love you all. I greatly, Thank you. We love you, too, and we greatly, we greatly appreciate you, and I appreciate the people coming also. You know, we love and appreciate you, and, you know, thank you again. And with that, I'm going to end the call, brother. We love y'all. Okay, good night. Good night, everyone. Shalom. Shalom. This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.